Talking about that, uh, that their Halo before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's coming out. It's delayed. Coming out this year. <laughs> Literally, Microsoft's entire summer of promotions for their flagship new console is now not going to be ready in time for launch. So obviously, COVID is likely to blame here. Upon reading their statements, but I'm going to say that COVID is likely to blame. In, but in also, like e- in like an E3 sense, there's some stuff behind the scenes of that game that make me think that it. It was more in more troubled development than yes. Usual. And that's yeah, I was gonna say now yeah. you can just wait till next year to be disappointed. <laughs> being disappointed. Yeah, I got one year. more year without a mental breakdown. <laughs> like it's it is a little hard to believe that that was the only factor in this game's like lengthy fucking tale of. <laughs> well, also the fucking the internet reaction to the graphics probably didn't help. I'm sure they're no. Got to go back to the drawing it, board on that one. Uh, your Craig meme, but <sighs> yep. Hey, that's 2020's Wall Guy, man. What's Wall Guy? You don't know Wall Guy? No. That was the first screenshot leaked of what graphics were to look like on the Xbox 360, but it was a really shitty, out of context grab of <laughs> of a Perfect Dark Zero. Oh. <laughs> we all know how that game ended up looking. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So it's like it's the a- best Perfect Dark, some might say. <laughs> None, none might say. I'm gonna say I would say, I would say yeah, that. Yeah, it's way better than the original. But yeah, that, that screenshot was passed around quite a bit in early 05 and hurt the initial impressions of the capabilities of that console in some significant ways. And, you know, until Microsoft was ready to kind of show that stuff off themselves where shit did actually look pretty good. Like seeing Call of Duty 2 and like uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong at launch and stuff. Those are good looking games. This is also a good transition into our episode. Peter Jackson's King Kong and Perfect Dark Zero are probably the two best games of that whole generation, (laughs) if I'm being completely honest. Peter Jackson's King Kong was cross-generation. It was, because I had the GameCube It was on the Xbox and GameCube and stuff, too. Perfect Dark Zero, though. (laughs) Couldn't do that on an Xbox. (laughs) No. You see that lighting? Everything was so shiny. You should look up Wall Guy, though. It's a pretty stupid picture. I don't have my phone on me. Okay. It's it's basically it's um it's like a third person guy up against the wall like this, but he he just looks kind of oh, dumb. Man. I mean, the art direction in that game is so bad that that's probably more of what did it for people than the actual like fidelity of Oh yeah. <laughs> I see wall guy. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Remember remember wall guy? It looks like an Xbox game. I'm not going to say which generation, <laughs> but it looks like an Xbox game. <laughs> I mean, Perfect Dark Zero <laughs> began development as well, an N64 game and then a GameCube game. But for the majority of the time, it was an original Xbox game. So, Well, there you go. But uh, Why does it control like shit? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played they, Xbox games yeah. that didn't control like yeah, shit. Yeah, that's the million dollar question. Yeah. Right? But no, that, I, I just wanted to bring up the Halo thing just because, like I said, I, this game has come up on our, our cold opens, I think now twice. So It also <laughs> should be stated, and I will reinforce this thought multiple times during this episode, by the time this episode airs, we said that before and have been wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> or I hope I hope I'm right this time. But this episode is currently being recorded in August of 2020. But we are getting it ready for the launch of the Xbox Series X, whenever yes. the hell that is. <laughs> Hopefully, by the time it comes out, you know because so, we're trying to plan it around that launch. We still don't know how much that console will cost. We still not the the Xbox Series S has not been revealed mm-hmm. officially. We don't. We know November. We don't know a yeah. date in November 
for the launch of the Series X, and I guess the Series S, although that hasn't been revealed. Yeah. We know as of right now that Halo Infinite is not coming out with the console. Yeah, it's like if it's one thing we do know, mm-hmm. despite that first real showing now less than a month ago, the tweets about the multiplayer that were days after that. Oh yeah, the and, multiplayer's going to be 120 hertz. Yeah, like this was all in the span of a week. <laughs> like mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't honestly at this point like just push back the Series X. I, don't, I actually don't think it's a bad idea. Like, you wouldn't want to launch a, a Nintendo 64 without Super Mario 64. Well, so I'm going to say, it, man. Well, just not, stop trying to stop trying to like top what doesn't need to be topped. Yeah. I don't give a shit <laughs> if the multiplayer is in fucking come all hurts. Is it better than it is now? It doesn't need to be better than it is right now. I don't know. My monitor yeah. is come all hurts, and oh boy, I'm clicking heads like left and right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just don't think Assassin's Creed is going to be enough. Valhalla? You want to be a Viking? (laughs) I'm going to save some of my thoughts on this cold open until the end because I have the whole thing about the launch of the Series X in the end. They're still making Assassin's Creeds? How many cultures are left? (laughs) They had to have done them all by now. (laughs) Yeah, they're running out. No, the one they didn't do is Japan. (laughs) Yeah, that's because everybody else has got that covered. You know, uh, you know the you assassin. know the culture of famous for its assassins. Well, we were. Yeah, we, ninja. I think me you and Andrew. It's like, uh, no, we're we're by we're bypassing Japan this year, twenty twenty one. Assassin's Creed, Cornstall, Wyoming. <laughs> Can't wait for this Assassin's Creed. No, Far Cry, Far Cry yeah. Five. <laughs> no, the uh, a lot of the coolest settings for Assassin's Creed were already used for that weird XBLA side scroller. Yeah, but that was China, Russia, and India. They didn't do Japan. You're right. I did not. Well, I mean, and India by far deserves a full a full length uh, exploration. I think when when we True. were talking about this not that I long mean, so ago, does, so does China and Russia. I was saying that a dream Assassin's Creed is uh, well, I don't know if dream and Assassin's Creed belong in the same sentence, but if you were to <laughs> yeah, if you were to ask, slow down. <laughs> if you were to ask me what would you do with Assassin's Creed, they should make an Assassin's Creed Cold War. I think that would be cool. A more modern contemporary setting would be They're very different. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. <laughs> Yeah, they are. No, but that's like a that that's Wasn't a, that the first one? But, uh, no, that was just Black Ops, but it took place in the, in the Cold, Cold War. War yeah. But this one's Black Ops Cold War, but we don't know when it takes place. <laughs> God, there's there's you, multiple were, Cold Wars. If you weren't in if you were in the same room as me, I would attack you right now just for saying that <laughs> sentence out loud. No, but like but that's the thing. It, like Assassin's Creed could like that was an era of espionage and assassins and you could do a lot of cool yeah. alternate history stuff that they like to do. But, yeah, but, they should make it. They should make an Assassin's it. Creed where it takes place in the future, like what they started. Hungary or Turkey in the 1910s. You have to assassinate Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> start World War One. <laughs> and then one of the missions, they they put their stupid boat thing in there. You have to sink the Lusitania. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> well. They what about did that. Assassin's Creed where they shrink you real small and you're just in a grocery store? They did that, that thing. They did that thing in <laughs> Unity. Remember in Unity, you just randomly teleport to World yeah, War II. Yeah, that part was really cool. And you're, you're on the Eiffel Paris? Tower. Yeah. That was awesome. They should do a World War II Assassin's Creed. It would <laughs> yeah. be great. There's yeah. also a lot of espionage in World War II. Yeah, way more than Viking times. Now Vikings were a very secretive society. <laughs> That did everything very stealthily and didn't just run into villages with axes and burn them down. Just weren't notorious for raping and pillaging for just generations. 
<laughs> yeah, but they're like the hot-ish now in video games, so what are you going to do? It's true. What happened yeah, to Skull yeah. and Bones? Is that pirates were big for a little while? I don't know. <laughs> they, we're, we're over pirates now. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, pirates are dumb. <laughs> pirates can be cool. Can Not be. anymore. Right. Right. Question, question that none of us probably know the answer to. Okay. Is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, that's Greek, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we do know the answer. Well, then do Roman. <laughs> Isn't there like, is there a mythological? <laughs> yeah, you could reuse some art think, assets for that. Yeah. I think Jason played Odyssey. I wanted to ask him, is it there like mystical stuff? Yes, in it? there are. I'm not sure what Assassin's Creed is doing. No, I know. There, there's supernatural <laughs> stuff in Origins as well. Like, it's there is. Very there's confusing. a lot. There's a lot, which makes sense, but in that, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. I guess they, you could do it with the Vikings too. God of War did it, but they did the God of War approach where there's a lot of interactions with the gods. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. in those games because, you know, Egyptian so wait, I, and uh, and Greece do, both really into religion. Do any of those games have future stuff at all yes. in them? Mm-hmm. Are they going to finish that uh, you thread? Play, you play as a um, <laughs> lady whose name I forget. Oh. And she she's like the new Desmond. Like Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla are apparently a new trilogy where you play as her instead of Desmond. So does that mean after this one they're going to make another movie? Like, Yeah. Oh, That's what I that, hope so. <laughs> we need to do an episode of, of that fucking train wreck. I mean, if we ever do another commentary, it's going to be fun. It's Fantasy on the spirits it's within, on the, but it is on the list. It is on the list because yeah. holy shit! That I think bad. maybe the three of us can make watching that film not fucking boring. I don't know. I already watched it with you once, and it sucked. <laughs> I know. You didn't, you didn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> That was like shocking. Yeah, Michael Fassbender deserves better. With our, with our friend and listener Andrew, we also saw it with him and all three of oh, us. Oh yes, yeah. It was very cold out because it came out in December, and we just sat in the cold and went, "But why?" <laughs> For like an hour after we got out of the theater. Was that a movie pass flick? At least. I think so. Oh, I just hope we didn't pay for it. Mm. I hope that now defunct organization <laughs> fronted the cash. What do you mean, defunct organization? I am personally looking forward to the Division movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh no, I was talking about Movie Pass. Whenever that comes out. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, that. that what did you just say? No, that's real. He didn't. That, that, he didn't mad libs that up. No, and... I didn't make that up. Uh, <laughs> they're still working. They're still working above COVID. Don't, you know, just don't do that to my. But by the time, don't do that to my my boy Jake. I love him. He was already in one Ubisoft movie. Yeah, he. Was. I never saw it. It was probably one of the better video game movies. <laughs> so it was bad. Yeah, but still. <laughs> Best video game movie, Mario Brothers. It's true. Hands down. Yeah, I all stand right. by that. All right, sorry. So this all brings us to our uh, topic for today. This is It, the third chapter. <laughs> well, we're talking about It? <laughs> <laughs> the third chapter, if you will, of some of the most beloved Anyways? episodes of our podcast show, from the batshit beginnings of the original Xbox to the massive success of the 360, despite that one hiccup, I say now. Perfect Dark Zero. <laughs> yeah, I say now that this generation is coming to a close. That it's time we get deep into honestly one of the craziest string of events in recent memory as mm-hmm. far as like games go. At least a uh, products of, uh, of this fucking scale, anyway. Mm-hmm. The Xbox One, or as the we already did that one. It was episode six. <laughs> or as the press Got statements the name joke out of the way right away. Like to call it the all-in-one games and entertainment system from Microsoft. 
the hugely anticipated follow-up to what is inarguably one of the most important home devices ever, and boy, did it have a little bit of a rough go out at the gate. (laughs) So what exactly went wrong back in 2013, leading up to that confusing launch against the PlayStation 4 powerhouse that fall? Most of us then probably very much remember the, (laughs) the bizarre messaging, if we could even keep up with it, that is. Backpedaling from reps, contradictory reports, throat stabbing from the competition. These were all common themes surrounding the initial narrative. Not many, however, likely know the full story of how those decisions, as well as those changes after, came to be. It's a tale of rebranding and corporate shakeups as our lovely host runs us through the development and launch of the third Xbox. I'm trying to make it uh, like... The Xbox One. Yeah. <laughs> no. We, no, the it, Xbox Three. <laughs> yeah. Six. No, wait, what? Seven. Tw- <laughs> the Xbox colon One. Yeah. That's spelled not, out. That's not it. Yeah. <laughs> Xbox One spelled out. The Xbox One with the numbers, the original Xbox. They released a, a PS1 that was spelled out. Yeah, I had it. Had Did a you? screen on it. I uh, played a lot of uh, Spyro on it. It's cool. That thing was cool. Yeah. Welcome to Hot Button, everyone. I'm Randall Beatrice, here as always with Austin Blakeslee yep. and Chris Anantuano. Hey. I, I've, I've gotten into hold the, on, hold on. the my, habit of I'm saying recording this on my. I'm recording this on my Xbox and the internet goes out. I gotta hurry up and plug it back in before a machine gun comes out of the Xbox and kills me. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll lag up anyway. It's fine. Uh, I've gotten into a weird rhythm of saying your last name like a question. It's because there's too many syllables in it's it. It's called Vocal Fry. No, that a vocal makes fry. sense. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Austin, what exactly led to Microsoft falling into the rules of three trap that Nintendo, Sega, and Sony all did? <laughs> like and also just a heads up, this story is going to be real fun for me and Chris to chime into with you. By the way, because like, all three of us, yeah, since I believe, yeah, uh, we were all right there in the early days of the all-in-one games and entertainment system for Microsoft. I know me and you, uh, Austin, went uh, out to grab a couple at midnight together, mm-hmm. and then we sat <laughs> together and giggled like schoolgirls while. Day one patch after day one patch installed, and <laughs> oh, yeah. we didn't get to play any fucking games that night. We, I, I was going to say, I think we have, we got into the first games around 3.30 in the morning, yep. and it also shared a midnight launch with Super Mario 3D mm-hmm. Land. Which we played. Right, or World. World, which Sorry. we played that on the Wii U while the Xbox yes. was installing a bunch of patches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so take me on a TV watch and connect wave and adventure. Okay. Well, <laughs> first... I'm pointing out yet again, in celebration of the hopeful 2020 launch of the Xbox Series X and what is presumably the Xbox Series S, uh, we decided... (laughs) The controller said so. We decided, like Randy said, that it is finally time to add part three to our series on the Xbox family. So this is the story of the Xbox One. Now, when we last left off... We left off with the launch of the Xbox 360. I don't have enough time (laughs) in the day to explain how successful and important the Xbox 360 was. It sold something like 80 or 90 million units, and Xbox Live was a huge success. Yeah, I I think we we may have gotten to this a little bit in the previous episode, but eventually the PlayStation 3 did outsell the Xbox 360, but... 360, 86 million. PlayStation 3, 87.4. Yeah. Okay. Just it was it right but, but the 360 there. was way more profitable in yes. terms of subscriptions, game sales, mm-hmm. accessory sales. Yes. Yeah. And the Big PS3 is still junk no matter how many. Are. <laughs> yeah. And it could play Skyrim and Bioshock without Deleting your going to single digit frame rates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we are going to go back a few years. 
from the Xbox One's launch to 2010, when Microsoft... Year of the... What happened in 2010? Microsoft introduced a little-known device. <laughs> oh, no. Don't, just don't say it. They called the Kinect Sensor for Xbox uh, 360. He now, said it. I'm not going to get too far into the Kinect for 360. That, I think, deserves its own episode. I agree, yeah. But it is a very big part of the Xbox One's story to include the Kinect because a lot of these fumbles have to do with the Kinect. For sure. Now, the Kinect did better than most stupid gimmicky devices yeah. of that nature. People it did way camp- better than <laughs> the UDraw tablet and the PlayStation <laughs> Move controllers no, and shit like that. people camped out for that shit. Probably the only thing I can think of that is like an add-on gimmicky device like that that did any better would probably be PSVR, maybe. Right, yeah. But yeah. Kinect did really well. Yes. And a lot of people were very into the Kinect. Yeah, duh. Everybody wanted to play Minority Report on their fucking with their television. That's all they wanted. Uh, you remember that Intel game that was free? Intel for the Discovered. Connect? Intel Discovered, where LMFAO was in it, and Chris Evans, and Chris Evans, and uh, who else was in it? I forget. A lot of people. What a what a what a, fucking... what a piece of shit that Connect was, huh? Anyway. No, the only good games are made by harmonics. It's fine. It's true. (laughs) That is when earliest reports of development for a new console, sequel, successor to the Xbox 360 start to pop up, at least in my research. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Kinect came out in 2010. Reports of a new console started appearing around May of 2011. No name was given to the console, and it wasn't officially announced, but, you know, leaky ships... Leaky sink, sink, screen doors, leaky lips, sink, sink, subs, subs. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, many people started referring to this successor as the Xbox 720. Yeah, uh, including an advertisement for Xbox 720 <laughs> appearing in the movie Real Steel. I had to with look Hugh this Jackman. Up. I had to look this it's up. It's real. It is real. <laughs> There's they're in an ar- they're in an arena and those little bands around the arena yeah, that have like ads on them. Thing, One yeah. of them says Xbox 720 because that movie takes well, place. Was that movie supposed to? <laughs> yeah, that movie <laughs> takes place in like the far far future where we have robots that box for our entertainment. But they thought we weren't going to get past the Xbox 720. Well, then we may not have gotten there yet. It, it's like three Xboxes for now. The 720 could come out, and you'll feel like an idiot. It's true. <laughs> it has the logo of the 360, though. Like, yeah. it's the X of They the... should call it the Xbox 900 and then put Tony Hawk on it. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, the actual code name for this project was Durango. Yes, I remember not this. Xbox 720. <laughs> it was named Codename Durango. Now, this is going to be a little... Unlike the Xbox and 360 episodes, because development, as much as I said about the loose lips and sinking ships and whatnot, development on the Xbox One is actually kind of a quiet thing. I don't think there have been many exposés on the Xbox One's development, and it was such it was such a bungled mess. I don't think anybody's allowed to legally talk about it. Um, yeah, there's NDAs that are never going to expire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no tell-all fucking book but is going to come out. we do have a couple early developments through some leaks that did happen. Okay. In January of 2012, sources told Steven Totillo of Kotaku that the new Xbox would feature a Blu-ray drive. Not um, wrong. But disk size oh. wouldn't ultimately matter as games would be installed to the user's <laughs> hard drive and every game would be tied to the user's account, allowing for cloud access to all media, games, and movies. But more importantly, this would be used as an anti-piracy measure. 
Wow. And this would also require the system to be online for users to access their libraries. This started that far back, mm -hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Microsoft responded to Kotaku with the following statement. As an innovator, we're always thinking about what is next and how we can push the boundaries of technology like we did with the Kinect. Well... Uh, we believe the key <laughs> to da, 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 da. <laughs> we believe the key to extending the lifespan of a console is not just about the console hardware, but about the games and entertainment experiences being delivered to consumers. Beyond that, we don't comment on rumors or speculation. That classic, that's the classic yeah. line. Yes. Um, Could you seen, imagine if they delivered that, that in a room? Like, uh, yeah, we're we're trying to innovate, like we did with the Connect, and then they're just be like. <clears throat> it's just like a awkwardly <laughs> silent room. Oh man! Well, if, uh -huh. if anybody crickets. if anybody wants uh, to have a good time, look up the the initial was it E three two thousand nine? I forget, or maybe I'm just posting some related pictures. <laughs> oh wait, hold on, hold on! Don't bring that up okay. because that is going to come up. Wait, if we is do it a, actually? Like, no, it's going to come up if we do a connect episode. Oh, you're right, you're right. You're I right. met that dude. You did, mm -hmm. but but I just more mean the. God damn it, <laughs> it's it's almost <laughs> like one, just a picture of you, Jackman, boxing a rope. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to point out how fucking stupid that movie was. <laughs> that it needs to make it in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thumbnail, I mean, it's it's just going to be like Hugh Jackman knocking out Chappie or something and have nothing to do with the mm -hmm. Xbox One. <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, initial uh, tech promises are always great to, to go back. Oh yeah, and, and we'll get on. we'll get to a couple of initial tech promises in a bit. Okay, not for the Connect, but for some other stuff. Not far off from like the Wii and Wii U stuff. But right? we're gonna move forward to June of 2012. Another leaked document. This time posted by Mitch Dyer of IGN. Oh, we met him. Yes, very nice man. Yeah, big um, rock band fan. Yes, <laughs> uh, showed new features for the Xbox One that included an updated Kinect sensor that would be bundled with the console and a virtual reality heads-up display set of glasses given the codename Fortaleza. What? Uh, Fortaleza is a, I don't have this written down, but I believe it is the capital of a city in South America, as was Natal, which oh, was yes. the codename for Kinect. For Kinect, yeah, Project Natal. So, huh. We obviously don't know a whole lot about Fortaleza because it never came to be, but I'm assuming that's what turned into the HoloLens. Yes, which is still not yeah. available to consumers yes. in a commercial sense, which yeah. they've showed that at E3, Jesus, what was that now, like three years ago? Yeah. That guy made Minecraft on a table. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a cool demo. It really Fuck was. For doing it, that. It, yeah. No, it was very cool. And then they're like, yeah, you'll never get to actually do this. <laughs> what if you don't have a table? In your family room. <laughs> then you just make Minecraft on the floor, dude. All right. But anyway, both of Wait, these... Wait, that's not, that's not the future I know. There was not a part in Real Steel where they were playing Minecraft <laughs> without a table. <laughs> the tech hadn't gotten there yet. It's only near future. No, eventually the HoloLens helped to develop boxing robots, and then they got rid of it because they had boxing robots. <laughs> that's a better use of their yeah. resources, really. <laughs> the important part of both of these leaked documents, however, was that development kits were in production... And that developer kits were getting out to developers with an estimated release date of late 2013. I uh, hit that. There were a couple of additional leaks of developers who we still don't know the names of showing their PC towers with a sticker that's a Durango on the side and then booting up to a, a rudimentary Xbox dashboard. Okay. That still kind of looked like the 361, but. The Blades? No, not the Blades. The, the NXE, remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in 2013, 
One rumor in particular caught everybody's attention, and in 2013, these rumors were ramping up, leaking left and right that the new Xbox would be a, quote, always online console, which, if anybody (laughs) has any familiarity with the games industry and the people that give them money, (laughs) you'll know that this angered consumers greatly. They don't like anti-piracy measures. They don't like... Uh, I mean, having to be online, they don't like purchases being tied to accounts. All of this is hilarious to think about now because the market was moving in that direction anyway. Like to think in 2013 that this was like a huge point of contention. Yeah. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again, but actually having disc purchases tied to an account like. This that's is what, just that's this is the PC, nature that's of the PC route. This is the nature of years. me aging into an adult at just the right time where now I don't sell back games because I have income to buy them right, with. Right, yeah. But like And games retain their value in I some I would like to have discs and also not have to put those discs in the console to boot the game up. That would be cool. But. I mean, my impression of this rumor when it spread around was like I thought that Xbox One games were going to have C D keys, similar to It's more or less what it was. Games, yeah. But just a simplified version of that where you don't have to actually type in a code. Yeah. But couple that with the fact that the Sony console, the new Sony console, the follow-up to the PlayStation 3, which I believe at that point was already called the PlayStation 4, because Sony's just not hiding this shit. They don't need, <laughs> Why would co- they you don't need code don't names. Yeah. What if instead of the PS5, they were just... Well, honestly, this one would be the one with the weirdest fucking name if they didn't decide to <laughs> name well, something strange. They do weird names with their offshoot stuff. Like yeah, the like Vita. the PSP and the Vita had, yeah. Yeah. What uh, was that fucking called? The Vita was Project... I forget what the code name for the Vita is. Look it up. Yeah. But I know uh, we'll get to a couple, but I know the PSVR's code name was Project Morpheus. And later on, we will cover Project Neo. <laughs> Big Matrix fans over there. Yeah. What? Oh, who? Nerds? <laughs> <laughs> no, just anybody. <laughs> but Sony had stated that their console would not require the internet. They, <laughs> they simply strongly recommended that you keep it connected as much as possible. I mean, uh, the majority of their base was probably already doing that with the 360, sure, sure. right? Yeah. That's what always confused me. I was like, well, you know, this is kind of the way we're going. Well, Why yeah, I mean, there, there's literally <laughs> games that don't function unless you're online. Like, so much stuff is stored yeah. client-side now that even... All right, well, know. let me get to the actual reveal, and we'll talk more about the, the merits of the system. But uh, okay. first, April 5th, 2013... Things came to a boiling point. Adam Orth, creative director for Xbox Game Studios, working on an untitled release, took to Twitter to combat fans on their disdain of this always online system. Mm. And here are some of the highlights of that Twitter dispute. His initial tweet. Sorry, I don't get the drama around having an always online console. Every device now is always online. That's the world we live in. Hashtag deal with it. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. I hate to interrupt, but the PlayStation Vita's codename was Trinity. Right. <laughs> I knew the fucking Matrix. I knew the Matrix was involved. Um, yeah. That's weird. And I think the PS5's codename is Matrix Revolutions. That's a weird codename. But no, I think the, the, the PS5's codename is just the Red Pill. Um, <laughs> but back to our Twitter dispute. Yeah. So we have they hash- really they really would hashtag deal with it. Hashtag deal with it. Were they like the sunglasses gif? No. 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 When users disputed him on that fact and pointed out that the internet sometimes goes out, he said, so what? Electricity goes out, too. Uh, Not doing a good job diffusing these questions. No. When users pointed out that he is lives in affluent areas such as cities like Seattle and 
LA and stuff like places that. Places known for having good internet. Places known for having good internet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people live in rural areas where they don't have good internet. This is still a problem now. Right? And that maybe he should try living in a rural area and saying that everything is always online. He responded, why on earth would I want to live there? What? Uh, Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know. He followed up by later saying that every device should be always online because the internet provides benefits. And when people pointed out Just that, roll over, man. that there are, even to this day in 2013, 360 users out there that have never connected their console to the internet, he replied, those people should definitely get with the times and get the internet. It's awesome. So he just went over to the privilege tap in his yeah. house, yeah. and then it turned out to be gasoline. Uh, I mean, I'm mean, into the fucking fire. I'm, I'm sure you'll get into it, but like there were 360 users who were like members of the military serving that could not connect to the internet. Yes, and well, like, we will get to that okay, yeah. in a little bit. But um, fuck them, am I right? The internet, Jeez. as always, responded how it does to anybody being an ass. Memes. Lots of memes about this guy. Dude, this guy sucks. Uh, And Microsoft was forced to release the following statement. We are aware of the comments made by an employee on Twitter. This person is not a spokesperson for Microsoft, and its personal views are not reflective of those of the company. Did they fire this dude? Not fire. Technically. I shot him. Uh, One week later, community spokesperson (laughs) for the Xbox brand, Major Nelson, released another statement. We apologize for the inappropriate comments made by an employee on Twitter. This person is not a spokesperson for Microsoft, and his personal views do not reflect the customer-centric approach we take to our products or how we would communicate directly with our loyal customers. We are very sorry if this offended anyone. However, we have not made any announcements about our product roadmap and have no further comments on this matter. Okay. It was revealed one week later that Adam Orth was no longer with Microsoft. Okay, so he did get the he, the oh, boot. Beautiful. He <laughs> for sure got fired, but like they didn't say he got fired. He left, quote unquote. Yeah, for being an idiot. Yeah. Jeez. Also, funny side note here, which I don't have written down, but this isn't going to be word for word, but Aaron Greenberg, who is like a head guy at Microsoft, yes, yeah. somebody res- like directed him towards this thing and he went, I'm really sorry if you got offended by his comments, but I genuinely don't know who this guy is. That was oh. his response to that. <laughs> okay. And I think he was like the head of all Xbox games or something. Or he was like right under Phil Spencer at the time. Right. Was the, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the interesting thing, despite quote unquote handling the controversy, <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> never actually denied that their console would be always online. No. They kept coming out and saying, we don't comment on rumors or speculation, but they never <laughs> assured people that the thing that they were angry about, there was no reason to be angry about. Yeah, We ran over that guy with a warthog and buried him under the... And, and so what happens when people are Conker's angry at something house. and you never confirm that they shouldn't be angry? They get angrier. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. Now... We go forward one month to May 13th, 2013. In a pre-E3 conference, Microsoft scheduled to finally reveal the successor to the Xbox 360. Was this the one that was broadcasted? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we watched this. Okay. The console was named the Xbox One. (laughs) Named as such because it was the quote-unquote one device that you would need in the living room. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) if anybody else out there who watched this uh, event will remember that whole philosophy of it being the one device in your living room really dominated this entire press conference oh my that God, they had. Did it ever? It, it, TV made up way more of yeah. that presentation yeah. than games. Yeah. Don Matrick took to the stage to explain that the Xbox 360 was doing well, the Kinect was doing well. You know those old press conferences where we got to go over old sales numbers. Yeah, first. show some charts. Yep. But the new Xbox was not here 
just to play games. The new Xbox was here to unify and harmonize the living room. <laughs> Uh, with a very conscious... Just what my living room always needed. Yeah. Harmonizing. Yeah. <laughs> a very conscious effort to continually use the word entertainment instead of games. Yeah. Very important. And their motto that they kept touting throughout the entire conference, the experience was supposed to be simple, instant, and complete. It wasn't any of those things. I mean, th- these were the guys that helped Netflix be what it is today. You know, like, sure. you can see how they got big heads Well, uh, about it's funny you bring up Netflix. Yeah, like, going after a different audience. Because you know who didn't fucking come up? Who? In this conference? Netflix. Really? Yeah. But there was a Netflix app day one on the 360. No, there's a Netflix app on everything. Or but, Xbox One. But here's the thing. Not on the Switch. They then took to the stage. And they're now going to talk about the Connect is going to control the entire living room experience. Right. There was a lot of focus put on connect controls, controlling your TV through your Xbox without that pesky need to switch inputs. Yeah. You know, you got to get a remote and then yeah. you got to hit a button. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, Am fuck I right? That. Yeah. Movie, music, TV, internet, and oh yeah, I guess games. Uh, <laughs> at, the, at the control, not even at your fingertips. You just got to yell at the yeah, thing and some, it'll instantly switch. Some boomer shit. It's uh, like a, bo- yeah, a boomer's <laughs> wet dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking voice tech. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot. And I mean, when I say a lot, I mean a lot of focus on TV. They said, what's the first thing that people do? This is a very funny statement to hear somebody <laughs> say in 2020. Yeah. What is the first thing that people do when they turn on their television? Well, they watch TV, of course. <laughs> This is 2013 when like Netflix has taken off and like Hulu Hulu, is a thing. Amazon Prime Video has taken off. Like I know, (laughs) and I'm insanely angry. In what universe they're like gamers buy an Xbox? What's the first thing they do when they turn on the TV (laughs) with their Xbox? I mean, a lot of fucking high. A a lot (laughs) of turning it on to play a video game. A lot of the footage they showed of this of the the TV stuff was sports. That was like. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, we'll get there, but first... Because that hasn't been dominated by the streamers. The first thing they showed, and this will come up later, because it did, it angered a lot of people on the <laughs> Xbox team. Go on. The first thing that they showed running on an Xbox One was The Price is Right. I shit you not. <laughs> it was Drew Carey's Drew The Price Car- is Right. <laughs> they turned on the Xbox, he said Xbox on, and Drew Carey popped up on the screen. That's what I want to see every time yep. I... Yep. Yeah. There was a whole lot of if stuff. If it was the Drew Carey show, then I'd, I'd feel a lot better that about it. That wasn't around. <laughs> Nobody's airing that in 2013. <laughs> uh, but there was a lot of focus on making TV easier. Like I said, there's a port on the back of the Xbox One that you can plug your cable box into. Yeah, and then it's you an can, HDMI through? Or, yeah, yeah, HDMI in. Uh, in, um, sorry. It's not through. It's very specifically not through. by the lag, I, I guess. Well, no, it's not through because... You can't through in te- means so for those of you out there, a little tech lesson. When somebody says HDMI throughput or USB throughput, what that means is that the device will work whether or not the device it's being plugged through is on. Oh, so it's just phantom powered, I guess. No, it's not. That is, yes, but the Xbox One specifically wasn't. You had to have the Xbox One on to watch cable. Oh, right. Because if you left, if it had HDMI throughput, which a lot of people asked for, Mm -hmm. you could turn on your cable box and turn it on to the Xbox One's input and not have the Xbox One on and it would still show the TV, but you had to turn the Xbox One on 
to get the TV to work. Or if you're like me, I would just run other devices through it in 2013 at the time. Yeah, I remember when you played your fucking PS4 through and it gave me an aneurysm because the input <laughs> lag was so bad. It worked for it, it, it worked for like a desktop computer for watching shit, but... You think it worked. Some of us have 144 hertz monitors and can't deal with input lag. <laughs> oh, Millisecond response time, dude. Yeah, that's why you're so good. Yeah, I'm great at games. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we have... This guy going out there and saying, Xbox, show me Price is Right. Xbox, show me football. Xbox, I want to play Forza. <laughs> What's the crossover Xbox. of Price is Right audience and Xbox owners? Right. Uh, <laughs> Xbox, play Dead Mouse. Dead oh, Mouse, I remember Dead that. Mouse yeah, was also Dead featured Mouse heavily. Yeah. But um, next came a focus on the additional features, including the Snap feature which allowed users to have two apps open at once. The way they demoed this Just was like they started with a Skype call between the lead of the Xbox sports team, which was a thing yeah. that we all learned at that conference that existed. Sky Skype also who Microsoft bought a yeah. couple years prior. Yeah. yeah, Skype, the best video game or the best <laughs> video communication app on the market. Dude, Skype sucks. Uh, then we, we transitioned from there to live sports. We transitioned from live sports to fantasy sports, being able to snap your fantasy scores on the side while you're watching football. Ball. Of course. Then we have our TV guide system where you can see what's on. You can see what's trending. We also have trending media. There's a trending tab, you know, like Twitter. You ever use Twitter? It's While like I'm that. watching TV? <laughs> it's like that. No, I just mean like, yes. you're like, I don't want, I want to watch a movie, but I don't know what, what movie I want to watch. Let me check what everybody else is watching. I want to beat up that person. That's the best way to watch a movie <laughs> yeah. is to go with the general public. Way to go. <laughs> And then once I'm ready to watch that movie, I would like to watch it on a small sliver of my screen instead of the entire thing. That's how you all watch Bird Box, you fuckers. Yeah. Do you know what I'm so confused by? This. Hey, we spent a generation garnering a gigantic gaming audience on one of the best gaming consoles of all time. Let's just not anymore? Oh, well, I was about to say. And they were like, yes, like, yes, yes. Where's games? Was that last? <laughs> Yes. Games, okay. so, <laughs> you won't have time for games when you're snapping your dead mouth concert next to jerking off the prices right. <laughs> While tweeting about it. <laughs> next up, we have an actual important bit, hardware. We have an X64 bit architecture, which to those of you out there is the same architecture that your Windows PC runs on. Therefore, it'll make porting games between PC and Xbox easier. That's true. Um, eight gigabytes of RAM. A better Wi-Fi chip, and get this, you can confirm, you all can confirm, we all have Xbox Ones. Okay. Near silent operation. Remember it is the, quiet. The Xbox like One, I the original one? Uh, like, well, yeah. Oh, I can, I have an original one too. So, you know, like when I launch Overwatch, sometimes it goes... <laughs> hey, Chris, and they, said, they said near silent. They didn't Sorry, say no, silent. So I, I was talking about my One X is very quiet. but no, that, those, Yeah, the S was also quiet. I mean, they all have external power. They didn't want any Red Ring stuff to happen again. Well, I mean, the Xbox uh, 360 also had external power. I can stop it. Oh, you're, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but well, I don't know. I mean, like, theoretically, I do want to point out that, like, the Snap feature was not the worst idea in the world when it was utilized correctly. A lot of these features were not the worst idea in the world when you guys collect. I do remember correctly. playing that really shitty Ubisoft Tetris game, Snapped, while in the background, like watching stuff. 
But I mean, this was 2013. At this point, we all had two screens anyway with phones and so that's tablets the thing. And stuff. Like this the double is, screen experience was such a huge. This is 2013, like, right? Yeah. And we'll get to the double screen, quote unquote, double screen experience in a minute. Yeah. Some launch but, games had that shit. But remember the division. If I want to check yeah. fucking Twitter, I'll use my <laughs> phone. It's way faster. If I want to check my fantasy scores, I'll use my phone. Yeah. It's faster. And it doesn't lag. And it doesn't make the screen smaller. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a neat but what feature. If you're, what if you're a boomer and you want to see which one of your favorite racists are about to say something about Obama <laughs> while you're watching Prices Right on your Xbox? They did They did bring up using the Snap feature uh, for interactive television oh, during Christ. sports, the Oscars, the Emmys, the Grammys, my and political television. debates. What? Yeah. Wow. The, the only- I remember watching... The this is 2013, right? So. This is 2013. I remember watching the 2016 presidential debates on an Xbox One, and there was like <laughs> questions. They were like, "Hey, you think Trump's right?" And it was like 99 percent said no, and then that turned out to be wrong, right? Because he's president. <laughs> anyway, I mean, the the one thing that I actually thought the Snap was very helpful with for certain users was streaming. If you were using Twitch, you could broadcast while also seeing your feed of you and chat at the same time. Is that in this one? Hold on. Which, the, like, I mean, it's essentially having a dual monitor set up on one television. But again, that would only really be practical if you had a large enough TV to... Okay, so they don't cover that. They don't cover that in this one. They cover that in the next conference. Well, no, because I don't think Twitch was added at launch. It was. Oh, it was? Um, but it's all prior yes, mixer, that was but. probably the coolest feature that it had, and the thing that everybody took from it was the share feature, where yeah. you could instantly stream or, Whenever or I clip see out stuff. Anyone reminiscing, quote unquote, about the Snap stuff before yeah. it was removed was Twitch related. Yeah, yeah, they're streaming. Um, okay, we have three. Count them: three operating systems on the Xbox One. Ooh. One is used to run games. One is used for dashboard and media features, and there is one in-between one. layer to help for instant app switching. Define instant. <laughs> like a split second, like a snap. Uh-huh. Why, Why didn't it work? Yeah. I don't know. Because <laughs> okay. um, it turns out... Every, you know, every time you want to look at achievements, you want to wait like it turns three out to when four you, minutes. When you tell a developer, hey, we have eight gigs of RAM, uh, we want you to save two of it so that people can also watch the prices right they tell you <laughs> to go fuck yourself because we're trying to make the best game we can and we yeah. don't give a shit if it takes for 10 seconds to switch <laughs> to the prices right we want Lara Croft's hair to look good Fair so enough. <laughs> that's that's kind of the issue was that uh, in order for that instant switching to work they had to reserve system memory and I'm pretty sure I don't have a date written but after launch sometime, they definitely abandoned that feature. Right. And they definitely, like, almost immediately gave that RAM over to developers because we'll get there, but they, they, they you know, that was a problem. But, yeah, we also have a new Kinect sensor, and this new Kinect sensor has, an, a, has its own onboard processor for better switching, which the 360 Kinect did not. 360 Kinect used the Xbox 360s. You got to use that tracking to see ghosts. No. You use it to box. I think that's what they showed a guy boxing, and it was like, oh, okay. here's what the tracking looked like on the 361, and here's what it looks like on the Kinect one. He was like ducking and weaving, and I was like, it didn't do that, but sure. Um, All right. And then next up, our new controller. 
possibly the best feature of the Xbox One, the new controller. Go, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good controller. It's it a great really controller. is. And, 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 and it's, it's probably one of the best is. gaming and controllers it, ever It's made. only been improved upon to be miles ahead of I think the Xbox... Else. Xbox One Elite controller is probably the best controller. Fucking really. A. It's, mm-hmm. so, it's good. so co- They're yeah. so comfortable. Like, yeah. The design is just brilliant. Yeah. They knew what they were doing there. Yeah. And finally, Xbox Smart Glass for using. Oh my God. On your phone yeah. or tablet to interface with your game. I think I do. I still have this app on my phone somewhere. Uh, Smart Glass is not an app anymore. Oh, it's not. I think they got. Yeah. Okay. They, they folded Smart Glass into the Xbox app and then they redid the Xbox app like seven times. Okay, never mind. Uh, and they're about to redo it again. But Did you use that much? I used it once. Did it work? We will get to what I used it for because it comes up in the next thing. All right, so tell me about tell me about video games. Yeah, tell me about this. Okay, so next no, up, how about this about entertainment? We're talking <laughs> television, movies. Next up, we have music. No, we have no Nazi robot Andrew Wilson, CEO <laughs> of uh, EA, okay. with his just with his evil looking haircut and his dead eyes comes on stage to talk about how uh, we're gonna get not only are we gonna get Madden, but we're gonna get FIFA. We're going to get the UFC and we're going to get NBA from EA Sports. And then we get a fake trailer that doesn't look anything like those games look like at launch. Because <laughs> it turns out when you make a sports game, you have a year to make that sports game. And whether or not you switch it to the fucking EA Ignite engine, it's still the same thing as the 361 <laughs> with just a little bit better graphics. But yeah. So what else? Okay. So after <laughs> EA, we then have Phil Spencer coming on stage, the shining light in the dark Xbox brand. Yes. Uh, coming on stage to talk about our exclusives. We're going to talk about Forza Motorsport 5 for a little while. Got to show off those cars, see how round those right. tires are. Yeah. Um, but we'll learn more about Forza <laughs> Motorsport 5 at E3. <laughs> oh, and yeah. then we're going to have Quantum Break from wow, Remedy. Wow, that was that early. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to see gameplay of Quantum Break. No, 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 no. No, it's going to be the other half of it, isn't it? <laughs> we're going to talk about the TV show that's going to come packaged in with Quantum Break. Yeah, like the, the, the ultimate, fringe. That I... The ultimate media experience. <sighs> um, uh, of all the video games in the world, it makes the most sense that this was revealed here, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's a Microsoft, you know, yeah. Microsoft game. So we got two games, right? So let's get back to TV. Uh, <laughs> Do we have So to? we're going to talk about personalized, interactive, and social television. One of those games was half a TV show anyway. The first, the first project, we hear the lights go down, and we hear that music. Oh. And little... Oh, Doom. And little 23-year-old Austin just starts shitting his pants, <laughs> and then Don Matrick comes on stage and goes, y'all like TV, right? And then I just throw shit at my television. And I go, no, I do not like TV, sir. And that's right. A Halo TV right. show. <sighs> what, wait, what was this called? No. It was like Nightfall? Wait, we do or... have a game for you. Halo Spartan Assault. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah, the dual stick fucking shooter. Oh my god. No, what was this called though? At the time it was just called Halo the TV show. Okay. And it did I don't have a name. There's Halo Nightfall, but I don't That's know if Halo thinking. Nightfall is this. I don't know oh. if cuz because so multiple attempts in the- Guess who shows up to talk about this? Well, first we have Don Matrick, and then we have Bonnie Wright, I believe her name is. No, that's the chick from Harry Potter. Whatever, Bonnie something, <laughs> head of 343 to talk about the Halo aspect of it. 
But then how are we going to talk about the television aspect of it? That's right. Mr. Steven Spielberg. Boomblocks is very own. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't Comes it, on Ross. Wouldn't it have made more sense to have Peter Jackson who was supposed to actually do the Halo movie? No. Well, Steven Spielberg was a producer on the TV show that they're talking about. No. Well, he didn't produce District 9, so whatever. Right. No, Neil Blomkamp should have been there. <laughs> um, but, and what the fuck does Steven Spielberg know about Halo? Eh, was it got a ring let, or something? Well, I'll do it. Let me, he produced Medal of Honor he 1. He pops up on the screen and he goes, I like video games. I remember playing Pong. <laughs> oh my god, I've seen that clip! <laughs> also, absolutely no mention of the fact that the game based on his movie practically almost destroyed the entire industry. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. we won't cover that. But either way, he goes, I'm very excited to work with Halo. I like the Mr. Chief a lot, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. The Mr. Uh, <laughs> Chief. <laughs> uh, I think we also get J.J. Abrams pops up and is like, really? congratulations, Xbox, at one point. But <laughs> okay. I don't have that written down because I don't think he was promoting anything. So it's like no game developers. But it's like did, these directors. They did use Star Trek, J.J. <laughs> Abrams' Star Trek to promote like the... The 2009 one? Yeah, yeah like the movie aspect of the... Because his movie was in trending, which would not have been in trending in 2013 because it came out like five years before that. Right. But I guess four years before that. But I don't know then, what In the Darkness was. Then moving on back to our old friend, sports. Uh, put Phil back on. What's this bullshit? This time we have an interview between Don Matrick and known shithead Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL, to talk about fantasy uh. football integration. And about, how, and about how uh, head injuries aren't real. It's literally I swear, dude, I swear to fucking God. Anybody <laughs> who's watching the Xbox press conference is not watching it because they play fucking Madden or on the fa- Xbox. Or fantasy and football. And interested in fantasy football. <laughs> like, just read the room. Yeah. <laughs> but have any sort of touch with reality. Yeah, yeah but um. bad. But it's literally Don Matrick and Roger Goodell talking about the future of watching football in a locker room, and then it just cuts to them walking across an empty football field, continuing to talk about food football. <laughs> it's the worst fucking video. But that all ends. It's time for a showstopper. And it's time to talk about more games. Well, game. That's right. When you think Xbox, what game franchise do you think of? Viva Pinata. That's right. Call Mario. of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty Ghosts. Yeah, um, one of the worst mainline Call of Duty games. Yep. yep. There's it had a, a decent campaign. It was alright. It did. It was one of the last decent campaigns. I guess I am referring honest. to the multiplayer. At Infinite Warfare. Yeah. Dope. That campaign rules. Just not, not the one with. Just uh, not the first level. That's the one. You know who? No, no, no. no, no that's no, no, advanced, no, no, that's advanced warfare. warfare. Yeah, the naming <laughs> okay. conventions of these are all are all fucked. This had the the, the mocap dog in it. Though. Yes. There's a dog yeah. in it. They show, yeah. they show a bunch of footage of a dog in a mocap suit. <laughs> he was suit. so happy. It's a next-gen dog. His jaw moves differently than the previous-gen dogs did. You know, I'm back on board. Yeah. Uh, and the story <laughs> is being written by the guy that wrote Traffic, which won an Oscar. Oh, uh, okay. Weird. I, I haven't looked into it, but I'm pretty sure Call of Duty Ghost probably won an Oscar, too, because when you get an Oscar-winning writer, you tend to... <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of the multiplayer. And for you this can game. watch, and you can like, snap the Oscars while you're playing Call of Duty games. <laughs> it's true. You can snap footage of the mocap dog while you're watching the real next gen dog run around the world. Uh, I'm pretty sure we played the online in this like maybe two or three times, and we're like, eh. it's really bad. Yeah, but that was back. That's an Infinity Ward one. Too. Yeah, that was back when everything was boots on the ground. 
Oh, right. And then they took them boots off the ground. It's because Titanfall was fucking killing it. And then they ruined everything and then put the boots back on the ground. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, Holy shit, Call of Duty, what a franchise. <laughs> people people yeah. were obviously a little frustrated, but mostly confused by this whole thing. Yeah. And it's not just consumers who are confused. Myself included. Either. Phil Spencer was asked about this conference in 2019 in an interview with GameSpot. Oh, interesting. Uh, and he said the following. If you go back and watch the reveal... I don't fucking know. <laughs> what you'll see is an event that was very much focused on Xbox as a TV platform. We showed things yeah. like The Price is Right, for instance. In fact, I think the first piece of content that we ever showed running on an Xbox One was a TV show. I still can't get over that. If you were an employee in Team Xbox, then you were part of a team of thousands of people that were working on the Xbox. But there's like a handful of people that stand in front of the camera on stage and talk about things. There can be this divide. Why is that person saying that? That's not the product I'm building. Why are we doing that? That's not what I think we should be doing. The feedback we got from the employees... Maybe said and unsaid was, we've been working really hard for two years to ship this product. You stand on stage at the event and blow up all the good work that we've done by talking about the product in a way that's not really matching the soul of an Xbox console wow. and what it's about and what our customers are looking for from us. I think the team just gets disappointed because they feel let down by the leadership team. And I'd say that's a feeling I've heard from most of the team. Oh, I had shit. people come up emotional, like they're reading the forums and people are accusing them of being dishonest with their console or having bad intent with why they were building the product that they were building. And if you're a member of the team, you don't necessarily see across everything that's going on. I, I mean, you got to... once just to... Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, you always have to, to give it to Phil Spencer about his, his like, just complete like forthrightness and candidness. To, oh, he to is. Yeah, he discuss. is very open and honest about yeah. all this all stuff. the behind the scenes shit. And good. It's just like it's just like a painful another example of how just like just mismanagement. Just like having leaders. First of all, I would arguably fuck leaders as a concept altogether. <laughs> but uh, we're not here to talk about that. It's just like a total disconnect between like people actually doing something and the people who are faces or or the people who are supposedly on top for what? Why the fuck does that guy get to go on stage and like destroy all this hard work by talking about TV with fucking the commissioner of X? Like it just <laughs> it just pains me how like just completely well, fucking delusional these people. I mean, I are, think we'll, no, we'll, totally. We'll yeah. definitely get. We'll definitely get to it a little bit later, but I think Xbox now does handle leadership very well. Well, yeah, but that was a lot of that was a reaction to it this. It was, absolutely. Yeah, like, so, Don Matrick got out there, and he would go on to assure fans that the conference was a reveal for the console. They were talking about the console's feature. Mm. We have E3. That's where the games are going to come. And you know what? Okay. He was right. But before we get to that, a week before E3... On June 6th, 2013, Microsoft dropped a bomb very quietly in a blog post. The Xbox One was announced as a modern connected device. Hmm. In a blog post, they announced that the games would be tied to your account, just as the rumors had stated. Here's the exact quote. Okay. To ensure Xbox One works optimally and can offer the experiences described above, there was a bunch of features that they were touting, it is designed with the following networking requirements. For an optimal experience, we recommend a broadband connection of 1.5 megabits per second. For reference, the average global internet connection speed, as measured by Akamai, is 2.9 megabits per second. In areas where Ethernet connection is not available, you can connect using modern broadband. And while a persistent connection is not required, Xbox One is designed to verify if system application and game updates are needed and to see if you have acquired new games, resold or traded in or given your game to a friend. 
Mm. Games that are designed to take advantage of the cloud may require a connection constantly. With Xbox One, you can game offline for up to 24 hours on your primary console or one hour if you are logged onto a separate console accessing your library. Offline gaming is not possible after these prescribed times until you reestablish a connection, but you can still watch live TV and enjoy Blu-ray and DVD movies. At Xbox, we've always believed in a connected world of games and entertainment. With Xbox One, we are planning for a connected future. We can't wait to show you what's to come. So it's, I mean, what's the um, the limit on with Steam? Like, uh, I, I don't know what Steam's changed it a bunch, but it used to be like 30 days or something like that. That's much longer what, than this. That you can play offline. That you can access your library. I'm pretty sure you can access your your you can access your library offline on Steam. Once you're logged into that computer, once you verify yeah, that it's your account, indefinitely. Oh, indefinitely. But at this time, I believe it might have been thirty. Days. I was gonna say, I, I don't think it. It in, at least in 2013, it was not that way. Yeah, it's gotta be no, verified. But Steam, as your Steam's computer, never though. been 24 hours. No, you're Steam right. No, like, you're 100 right. Like but month. I think that was there, like. They're, everybody yeah. loves Steam. Again, We're not, and like know. I should mention that, that was in, this, in this article, they did discuss a system whereby, with support from a whole bunch of people that probably wouldn't have supported it, you could trade in games and have them like untied from your account, and okay. you could lend games to a friend digitally. And like there was all this weird stuff that didn't make a whole lot of sense because nobody had ever done it before. But if they did it right, it it could have been cool. I mean, that's the funny thing about a lot of uh, of. A console reveals is there is usually a promise of features that never really fully are implemented but like even if people respond to them negatively theoretically like if this console was what they meant it to be mm-hmm. that they, they could have had some neat shit but if they had just had a little bit more faith the messaging was so poor if they had just had a little bit more faith in people and made the timeline like a week or even a month it could have been so mitigated so much. Yeah. Because 24 hours is just not enough time to be... Like, for no. instance, when I went to Sweden for work a couple of years back, I yeah. brought my Xbox One with me because Titanfall 2 had come out. Hell yeah. And I played through that campaign in Sweden. Hell yeah. Connected through like a weird fucked up looking plug that didn't make <laughs> a lot of sense. But like, if this was that, like if this was still implemented, I wouldn't have been able to do that, you know? Sure. Yeah. Oh, you're right. So this is a week before E3. And they didn't announce this at any conference. They just put out a blog post. But obviously, that traveled around. You're a journalist, and you you see Microsoft quietly go, "Hey, you do need to be connected to the internet." You mm. blow that shit up, and blow up it did, <laughs> yeah. which obviously caused a huge uproar because you have a bunch of people who are angry about a thing they think might happen. You tell them it's going to happen, they get angrier again. <laughs> um, but we have yet to see games still. In addition to this, it was also revealed before E3 that users would need to have the Connect plugged in at all times in order for the what? console to function. They double back on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's Jeez. Mm-hmm. I want my fucking Xbox watching me jerking off to Dead Mouth music videos. <laughs> snap, snap to the Oscars. Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, moving on. One week later, June 10th, 2013. E3 is about to begin, and we finally get our Xbox event. What do they show first? The event starts with a gameplay reveal for Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain. Fucking A. But they started with Xbox on that? Yeah. That's crazy. Which had That's previously like the... been revealed yeah. 
as just the Phantom Pain. Oh God, that's a whole fucking. We story gotta talk in about that in, in an episode sometime because that the, fucking reveals uh, wild. Was the Fate Company Moby Game Moby Dick Games Moby Dick Games uh, and Waki Mogram? Yeah, which is an anagram for Hideo uh, <laughs> Kojima or something. Still, shit. MGS5 is a big get. Like, I mean, that, that's like the equivalent of when they came out at E3 and what was it 07 or 08 and they had the the Grand Theft Auto 4 tattoo. Yeah, all exactly. That Oh god, that's, Peter Moore. That because that's uh, Metal Gear Solid. Obviously, as everyone knows, is was predominantly a PlayStation focused franchise, and uh, especially yeah. four. Yeah, which was only on PS3. Yeah, still is. Yep. Yeah. And Hideo Kojima comes out there with his dope glasses, and he talks about how much he yeah. loves Metal Gear, and you know, it's a it's a whole fun time. <laughs> but next, good old Don Matrick comes out and decides. Oh man! Again, once again, we got to focus on the 360 and how well that's doing. It's a transitional period. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. So we have um, the 360 is going to continue to be supported we have a new hardware revision that's supposed to make it look closer to what the xbox one looks like oh i never had that that's the one i never had yeah Yeah. world of tanks is finally coming to 360 which is you know Mm. oh holy shit (laughs) max the curse of brotherhood that was a dual launch which is dual launch game but it was also coming 360 and dark souls 2 the one not made by that was not made by miyazaki uh, didn't yeah, uh, it, but it that. was made by From. It was just another team at okay. From. But yeah, they just oh, casually yeah, announced that. Dark Souls 1 was only a PS3 game? No, it was 360. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I knew it came to... A, it was a bust version on PC. Okay, never mind. I, I thought there might have been a, that might have been more significant, but... I mean, it's pretty significant. People love Dark Souls. Oh, but... no, I, I guess in saying that, like, it, it was this the first time that was shown? Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, uh, fair enough, fair enough. And then Phil Spencer comes out finally to talk about Xbox One games. Rise Son of Rome starts, a launch title from Crytek, where you play as a bunch of uh, Roman Sorry, soldiers. Uh, Rise with a Y. A very cool game. Rise I with, liked Rise. Rise with a Y because it's made by Me Crytek. Yeah. I, beat, I beat that. It's, it's a nice cool. little action adventure game. Totally. Rise, Rise is, a, is a cool game. And and that um, it, it had a neat uh, multiplayer attached to it that was kind of odd. And that that premiere trailer is impressive. Like yeah. as far as their technical like showpiece goes, you know, it was a good st- looking You game. start with that and you say this is a launch game and you go, oh shit. Yeah. That's that's cool. That's that's, that's a way that's like better a perfect reveal launch than, game. Yeah. That is that is a yeah, that is very much is a launch a, game. It is a very good looking game even to this day. I mean, if you play the PC version of it yeah. now, it still looks good. Yeah. We also have the most wild reveal of all time, a new Killer Instinct. Yes. Um made by Double Helix Double Games. Helix. This this was before Iron Galaxy. Yes. Took over, right? Yeah. Which um I may do an episode on Killer Instinct, but it sounds uh, like a there crazy is, there story. There is a there is a uh if you're at all interested in Killer Instinct... Oh, no clip. No. Right? Isn't it them? There is a no clip documentary. What was Danny about. But there's a channel called Hold Back to Block, which does a lot of fighting game documentaries. Oh, okay. And they did one all about the development of Killer Instincts. Super interesting. Highly recommend that one. Hmm. Then there's a lot of Xbox stuff in that and how that game came to be. It's very cool. But then... We get Sunset Overdrive from Insomniac cool. Games. Very good yeah. game. Very cool. Also, yeah. I was just I just replayed that on uh, Xbox Game Pass yeah. on PC. That's one of the most underrated open worlds ever. Totally. Like, so that good. game is that game has one of the most incredible open world like the traversal is just like yeah. iconic. It's, it should be like it was way like more Jet fucking Set popular. Radio and like Ratchet yeah. and Clank mixed together. It was really cool. It's I, literally well, it's made by Ratchet and Clank people. It I'm is. It's sure. insomnia. Who yeah. pre- again, just like the Metal Gear, like they made PlayStation games almost mm-hmm. exclusively. Yeah. That was like a big deal that they were. Yeah. 
It's, it's, if you've never game. played that game, because I feel like that game kind of slid under the radar it just did. a little bit. Yeah. Like, if you've never played that game, fucking play it right now. Check it it's out. incredible. It is so cool. And we are on the eve of the reveal of that Suicide Squad game, which is like almost directly yes. aping the style of yeah, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, the art in it, like, it, totally. But it looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we have more Forza Motorsport 5, complete with gameplay, and them driving a McLaren live on stage. Oh, uh, which I was remember cool. that. Yeah. Or no, they didn't drive it on stage. Sorry, it that was, was, an, that they was were, another Forza. I thought they were premiering it. it rose it. up from the ground. I think it was a new car yeah. that they also unveiled. A new car oh, that everybody yeah. watching the Xbox conference can totally afford. Yeah, yeah super cares about it. it doesn't cost like $2 million. <laughs> um Next, we have Minecraft is coming to the Xbox One. I mean, they own Mojang, so... Did they at this time? I don't think they did. I thought they bought Mojang and like... Oh, no, you might be right. Yeah. They might not have owned them then. I don't know. Hmm. But either way, next we get Quantum Break, and we actually get to see what gameplay for Quantum Break looks like. I didn't hate that game. No, that game's fun. I thought it was cool. Just wait three years, they'll make it again, but with a different art style. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about control? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> next, we have D4 Dark Dreams Don't Die. Oh, Sweary himself. Just Which is a fucking weird game. That is game. a weird game. And it was and supposed we'll, to be episodic. And you'll never see the end of yeah, it. Yeah. But it was, that is a weird fucking game. This is not a bad lineup. No. Like, honestly. Project Spark, a game. Oh, yeah. Years before Dreams. Dreams. That thing was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah that which thing was really fun. Let you create your own games and then upload them so your friends can a play have them. Have they fully discontinued support for that? Yeah. Uh, I believe they did, but it had Conquer in it, it and did. that's also where um, Lucky's Tale came from. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which they're they're you know going in that, on that. Yeah. Now we're gonna switch back to a focus on media again, but this time. This is the shit they should have brought up before because this is the cool media for the most part. They do this smart glass demo of Rise where it like will give you tips on how to play the game live That's while you're playing want, it, yeah. which I tried and it didn't work. Uh, smart glass was stupid. <laughs> but then we have a focus on the share features, recording clips. and uh, That was a big thing of that era. Yeah, and, and uploading them to your friends and showing them off to your friends. We have live streaming built in via Twitch, showing off that. That's a very cool feature. And then we're going to go back to games All right. and a little bit of a disaster here. But uh, we show a trailer for Crimson Dragon. That uh, was Crimson Dragon. It was like the Panzer Dragoon-like oh, yeah. game. No audio on that trailer. Didn't work. Oops. It was very quiet. A lot of people in the audience were laughing. Mm. Um, That's a shame. Uh, then we have Dead Rising 3 announced Hell as, yeah. a, as a launch game. Woo! Best, uh, best launch game of that generation, probably, I think. For both the Xbox One and PS4? I don't remember what PS4's launch games were, but you're it right. It was Resogun and Killzone, which I know you loved Shadow Killzone Shadowfall <laughs> is the most angry I've ever it's, been playing a first-person shooter. It's, it's hilarious how successful the PS4 is and how many great games are on it when that, out of the game, oh, Knack. Well, Knack as oh, well. well yeah. of course, Knack is uh, yeah. the best launch game. <laughs> <Sorry>. um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Was shown wow, next. that early, huh? Yeah. Okay. Then we have Battlefield Four, again with no audio. Uh oh. Then we're What's, gonna then what? we're gonna replay the Battlefield Four trailer this time with audio. I like the opening of that game. Yeah. In the sinking car, it's pretty good. And then we have Below, which, which <laughs> took like five years oh to come God. out. Yeah. Uh, a new game from a new studio, Black Tusk, which never came out, and Black Tusk eventually became the Coalition. Oh. Okay. Um, and then finally, a Halo trailer for an unnamed Halo game, which would end up being Halo Five, 5 Guardians. But this was the one with the Master Chief just like wearing weird robes. Oh, and... right. He's in the desert. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And finally, a release date of November 2013, 
and a price of four ninety nine. Yeah, that was a big connect included. Drop. Yeah, yeah. But that's not all. We have our one more thing: Titanfall. Yeah. Vincent yeah. Vincent Sampella comes on else. stage to talk oh, about so how good. dope Titanfall is. Which and he's right because Titanfall fucking rules. Yes, it does, and I believe it also won yeah. Best of Show at E three that year. Yeah. Rightfully so. Very cool game. And again, that's the end of the presentation. Looking that's, back, that's not bad. That's a great. Fu- yeah. it's a great fucking. That's presentation. better than where we're at now. Yeah, with that's this better than shit. the presentations. <laughs> yeah. I would say it's on par with the recent PS5 presentation. Oh, okay. But like, yeah. that's a lot of good games. It is, and that's a lot of like. Obviously, looking back, we can say they're all really good games. But like, they're all really good games. They should have led with that stuff. I know, first. like Rise. Yeah. Fucking great. Yeah. Sunset Overdrive, amazing. Titanfall, great. Dead Rising Three. Dead Rising Three, even, great. Even D Four is like really interesting. Like D Four yeah, is interesting. Killer Instinct stuff. was a phenomenal oh, yeah. game. People love Killer yeah. Instincts, like in that like, community. And, and like, there's a great Halo video. Five. There's a great. There's a great video. Like having of, Witcher um, Three here. That's a there's big a get. There's like, a, another one, and it's in this documentary. But there's a guy. A lot uh, of big deals. Our friend Andrew watches him named Maximilian Dude, who's like a fighting game yeah. Twitch streamer and YouTuber and stuff. And um, his favorite fighting game of all time is the original Killer Instinct. Okay. And like he's a Not fighting gold. He's a fighting game YouTuber, but he also does video game coverage and stuff. And he'll like watch these reveals live on stream and react to them. And there's a famous video of him reacting to the the Killer Instinct <laughs> reveal because it's been dead for over oh, a God, decade, yeah, forever. And it, it just says it just shows like Jago, which is like the Ryu of Killer <laughs> yeah. Instinct, and he just like goes ah, <laughs> and then just starts crying because he's <laughs> like such a big yeah. Combo breaker. (laughs) That's good. But yeah, not a bad presentation at all. However, a huge cloud hung over this whole event. After all of these games. Also, sorry, we we were reminiscing about the games. We we even forgot it opened with fucking Metal Gear Solid 5. Phenomenal (laughs) game. Amazing game. (laughs) Wild. But yeah, this is a great presentation for a new console, but nobody wanted to talk about any of these games. Mm. All they wanted to talk about was the online requirements for the Xbox, and that final nail would be put into the coffin just one day later. Oh, man, I when, watched this live. When PlayStation had their conference, during the press conference, they announced that the PlayStation 4 would be, A, more powerful than the Xbox One, B, Technically, $100 cheaper. Which was, a lot of people suspect, was, yes. was completely reactionary. Because Which is why the, we have this game of chicken yeah, going on right now with it, price Totally, reveals. because like, that yeah, PlayStation yeah. camera was supposed to be in there. A lot of people, like... Yeah, have kind of said that their plan was to also be right. a five hundred dollars. I feel like platform. they pulled that at the last second. I think the camera was supposed to be included. Yeah, but they specific. There's a part of their thing where they specifically mention the camera being optional mm-hmm. as a direct dig at Microsoft. And then there's yeah. a another very directed <laughs> that uh, video. attack. Well, the video wasn't part of the E3 conference. Wait, that was it wasn't re- the, that was released the later. The one with Adam Boys. That and, Adam Boys and Cheetah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy um, shit! But Jack Trenton. But on, that was officially. Yeah, that was made by them. Yeah, Yeah. Jack Trenton comes on stage and says, PS4 is an online capable device, but it is not required. And you can sell your games back, buy used games, and lend them to your friends all you want. There are no restrictions. (laughs) They went right for the throat. They went right for the throat. And then a day later, (laughs) they released a video of... That just said, here's how to share games with your friends Chris, on, you have to watch on this. PS4. It's like 20 seconds it's long. It's like 20 yeah. seconds long, and it's just, 
it's just Adam Boys, and he just goes, here you go, and hands a game to Shuhei Yoshida. And he goes, thanks. Uh, and just goes, oh, thanks. And then the video ends. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like meme quality. Like, yeah. good, like it's, it's fucking vicious, <laughs> but it is funny as shit. Like, that a, that a corporation oh, that large would like meme like that was, yeah. was actually, you know, that that really helped seal the thing. Oh my God. But yeah, again, this is all happening before E3 actually starts. And then when E3 is going on, yeah, we just have interview opens. after interview. Yeah. So what was Microsoft's response to that? I mean, they're getting asked over and over again about these online requirements. Right. You have Sony directly going for the throat. Yeah. Well, in an interview with Jeff Keighley... Don Matrick said the following, and rather than read it, I'm going to play a clip because you got to hear this douchebag's voice. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, it's a great line for games. Yeah, and I think people are going to love it, and then they're going to understand what we're trying to create and how it links games and entertainment, mm-hmm. the functionality of the box, some of the advantages that you get of having a box that is designed right. to a use punchable face. Uh, an he does. state. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, to does. me, is a future-proof choice. Right. And I think people could have arguably gone the other way if we didn't do it. And fortunately, we have a product for people who aren't able to get some form of connectivity. It's called Xbox 360. Right. So stick with 360. That's your message. If you don't, well, you don't like it. If, if you have zero access <laughs> to the Internet, that is an offline device. I yep. mean, seriously, when I yep. read the blogs and thought about who's really the most impacted. There was a person who said, hey, I'm on a nuclear sub, right. and I don't even know what it means to be on a nuclear sub, but I've got to right. imagine that it's not easy to get an internet connection. <laughs> Probably not playing Call of Duty multiplayer well, on it's, the sub. It's, yeah, but I mean, hey, I, right. I can't empathize where right. if I was on a sub, I'd be disappointed. So, you know, I think a lot of gamers, when you talk to them about it, they just say, like, I don't understand what's wrong. All right. That's, the, that's where that quote was from. Yeah, that's where that quote was from. Wow. Even Jeff seemed, like, taken back by he that. Should, he was like, like uh... uh <laughs> so basically, like, that's what you're, you're going with. If you don't like it, keep playing 360 yeah, like that. That's a, such a terrible... Like, there's no way that that was rehearsed. Like... Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> We've thought about it a lot and basically decided, eh, fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like it, Yeah, it's 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 insane. Don't give us money. It's fine. And that that clip obviously like That went viral. Yeah. I talked about putting the nail in the coffin. That put the fucking nail in the coffin because when you have uh, a bunch of people pissed off at you, it like, you know, I, that video specifically, if you go into the comments, there's like there's people making the same joke over and over again, which yeah. is a, like if you don't have any kind of Internet connectivity, there's a device for you and it's called the PlayStation 4. Oh, that's right. A, because like, yeah, you set yourself you up real already bad. already to... have Sony coming after you being like, you don't need the Internet for our console. And then you're like, if you don't have the Internet, tough shit. And they're like, not tough shit. I'll go buy your competitor. Yeah. Like, what are you Whose doing? Whose entire fucking platform is now based around what you're doing wrong. Like, yeah, exactly. Wow. So, E3 comes and goes. Obviously, things are not looking well for the Xbox. They're looking... Not the best. Pretty good for the PlayStation, though. Yeah. They showed Final Fantasy Versus 13 at their conference. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, they did. <laughs> oh, boy. They didn't, like... I watched that conference. It's good. But it's, the it's Xboxes would have been better. Yeah. Had they... Totally. 
it's a competent like a showing, but it's yeah. It, I mean, you also have the thing where the play, in the PlayStation conference they go, you can share your games with your friends at, at any time you want. If you want to play with them, you need to buy a subscription. Like they added oh, that yeah, in. Oh yeah, the PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Plus became was, mandatory and became that, yeah. mandatory in that generation, which would have pissed people off had they were they not already <laughs> pissed off at Microsoft. That's the, that's the thing. It's like a little sidebar here. It's like if if you are a company showing off a product, like I don't know how many industries this applies to. Wouldn't you always want to go second? Especially if you have a day to prepare. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, and, and I mean, like, Microsoft's had a huge advantage. Sony, yeah. Sony's had a huge advantage. It's funny because Nintendo is at the most advantage, but they never corrected anything. No, and then they started doing directs, they which were pre-recorded. Yeah. But yeah, Sony has always been reactionary to what Microsoft does. Yes. They, they always like last minute change shit. No, but you're totally right in that we're literally fucking going through the exact same thing right uh-huh. now. There's so Absolutely. much riding on the, the MSRP of these fucking boxes. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, but that's the thing, though. Sony did such a good job, and Microsoft did such a bad job this time that Sony should just reveal the price. Even if that thing costs more, I think they'll still eke out on top. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, like, cockiness has proven to be the downfall of almost every single and company Phil, we've ever covered on this show. Like, it, it's like... Phil Spencer's too nice of a guy to... To pull these attacks. Yeah. Yeah. And also this consumerist bickering helps literally zero people at all. No, you're right. But it's but it's like <laughs> but like Chris, when you did the episodes on Sega, they got big heads too after the yeah. Genesis. Oh, and it yeah. and it, it killed them in the end. Like I think like, I've I've said this before in the podcast. There's this there's 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 this curse. When you're at the top of the game, yeah, you always get a little too cocky and you get Knock down a pedestal or Look two. Look at the Wii U after right. the Wii. Yeah. It always happens. And yeah. I think it's Sony, very cyclical. I prediction, hot button prediction, mm-hmm. hot take. I think Sony might actually break that trend. I think the, the PS5, PS5 is going to be the other two. I, I think you might be right. I, I think, think that's a good the, bet to make. Yeah. yeah. But moving on, one week after E3 is, is over, after these remarks by Don Matrick, after the attacks by Sony, <laughs> Patrick Klepek of Giant Bomb hey. reported. That Microsoft oh, would later this. that yeah. day pull a complete reversal <laughs> on all of their policies. The fucking wildest thing. And sure enough, later that day, they did just that. In an article entitled, Xbox One Update, Your Feedback Matters, <laughs> Microsoft said the following. Don't hurt us. An internet connection will not be required to play offline Xbox One games. After a one-time system setup with the new Xbox One, you can play any disc-based game without ever connecting online again. There is no 24-hour connection requirement, and you can take your Xbox One anywhere you want and play your games, just like on Xbox 360. Trade in, lend, resell, gift, and rent disc-based games just like you do today. There will be no limitations to using and sharing games. It will work just as it does today on the Xbox 360. In addition to buying a disc from a retailer, you can also download games from Xbox Live on day of release. If you choose to download your games, you'll be able to play them offline just like you do today. Xbox One games will be playable on any console. There will be no region restrictions. These changes will impact some of the scenarios we previously announced for Xbox One. The sharing of games will work as it does today. You just simply share the disc. Downloaded titles cannot be shared or resold. Also similar to today, playing disc-based games will require that the disc is in the tray. And thus, Redbox breathes a huge sigh of relief. Yes. Well, I'm, and I also like that you pointed out in there about the region locking thing. Neither the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox One were region locked, and that was a... That was a big deal. That was yeah. kind of a big deal, yeah. yeah. I saw my Japanese copy of uh, Puyo Puyo, Puyo, Puyo Tetris. Puyo yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was about to say, it does get rid of a little cool uh, collector-y uh, sort of angle, but a it's, little it's bit, good yeah. overall. Is the Switch region encoded? Yeah. No. It's weird. 
I know the 3DS is. So the Switch is not region encoded. However, you cannot play any games from China, and you can't play any Chinese. You can't play any American games on a Chinese okay. Switch. That's kind of its own. But that's just because China's weird rules. Yeah, that's not. So decision immediately reversed. Except again, they announced it in a fucking blog. And you know what? People <laughs> didn't do this time. Freak out and spread that news like wildfire. Yeah. It's kind of like a Battlefront Two situation. It's yeah. like when when you kind of have one chance to get the word out there in in a very specific way and. Fucking when folks get the wrong idea about your shit, about your product, that spreads uh-huh. way more than oh, yeah. corrections. But just two weeks later, July 1st, 2013, it was announced that Don Matrick would be leaving his position as head of Microsoft's Xbox division to become the new Z- CEO of Zynga Games. Oh, the Farmville people. The Farmville people. Yeah, see ya. Not only this. Wow, what an asshole. Yeah. yeah. He's Not, he's still fucking like referencing. You know, like click and <laughs> like throw your phone in the trash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he also got replaced as Zynga CEO, I believe. Oh, did he? Yeah, I don't know what he's doing now. <laughs> yeah. But um hopefully uh interesting janitor, interesting part know, of this uh, interesting part of this news, nobody was appointed in his place. There was no head of Xbox wow. during the th- the Xbox One's launch. Really? Yes. He when did, did he didn't did get Phil... replaced. He just left. We'll get there. Okay. Wow. All right. But yeah, Microsoft would then, in August of 2013, go on to remove the Connect always being plugged in requirement, <laughs> citing obvious concerns about privacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, this was big around that time. Especially, the NSA shit. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. around when did the iPhone add like fingerprint and stuff? Around this time. Around this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. Now there's only one thing left to cover, and it's the actual launch. With all these controversial decisions reversed and Don Matrick out of the way, the Xbox One is all set to go. (laughs) It was given an official date of November 22nd, 2013, which was a full week after the launch of the PlayStation 4. And right before Black Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Now I have a note here. um, We've talked plenty about the Xbox One, but we did all... Buy one at launch. So if you mm-hmm. if you want to go over like our launch experiences of it, me and Randy kind of already talked about it. We went to GameStop. We got our day one editions. Oh, our day uh, one controllers. Yep. we still got those. Yep, and that achievement. And the I achievement. threw mine in the trash. <laughs> Wait, Chris. My day one controller. Did, did, I was gonna say, do you have? Uh, did you get the achievement? Do you remember that? No, I no, I didn't buy an Xbox One. I have a first generation, but I didn't buy it until like. Maybe a year after. No I think, shit. Uh, oh. Yeah. I think I bought mine not, not a year after, probably like five to six months after I, I bought mean, one off a friend. Chris, I will say. I, I bought his day one. I, I am a big fan of your <laughs> custom. Coolie. Yeah. You're, like your. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I kept it alive. I, my, your, my your day one's job. still kicking. <laughs> it does like, I'm not even joking. Sometimes it does howl when I try to launch Overwatch. That is not a joke. I don't think <laughs> I, I did my, that originally. I think it's just my, getting old. My day one's but, still uh, kicking out there too. John has it. Our friend yeah. John. Yes, he does. I, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Maybe I can post some pictures on our Instagram or Twitter. I might, I did uh, color design. I took it's all the pencils. It's fucking cool. It looks it. Yeah. really good. And and that's yeah, um, it could use a touch up. I'll find the old pictures when it's first done. <laughs> it hasn't been touched up in years. It's like yeah. covered in shit now. It's, I mean, and the the thing that I was I think the most taken back by was the size of that thing. It's a big console. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, like and but that and was beautiful. part. That yeah. was supposed to be part of it, it keeping cool gloss. and remaining quiet. But Yeah, and it had a proprietary power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'll give it that. One thing I do have, I've had power outages, like quick power outages where it stays on, like because of that big-ass power block. Too. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think of like stories about the launch. So at the time in 2013, I was bar backing mm-hmm. and I could only afford one console. Mm-hmm. And I was very much in the Xbox ecosystem from the 360. So, and and I was very much interested in that launch lineup of playing Dead Rising and Rise and stuff. So you were lucky enough to be able to acquire both consoles. Which yeah, I-, I had just graduated college and started my first job. So I was just like throwing money left and right. <laughs> Although I think I did, I didn't buy the PS5 or the PS4 at launch. I did get it. Oh, you were the I first person for, I knew that had one. I got it for Christmas. Okay. But like I like split the money with my parents, parents or something. I, I, I bought a uh, a used PlayStation 4 from a friend of the podcast a couple months after. Yeah. But the Xbox One, we were there and we got our, our day ones with our... our do you remember when games had day one versions? Mm-hmm. They had special box art. I still art. have the day one edition of <laughs> Dead Rising 3 and Rise. Me too. Yeah. yeah the, oh, the I was silver. there, by the way, because um, I worked at GameStop at the time. Oh, this shit. Came out, yeah, so it was I could hand them out yeah, to a bunch of people, but I could not play it and because I couldn't. Because working at GameStop might uh, like give you access to games, but not be able to afford to actually get any of them. Did, you, uh, did you work the PS4 launch as well? No. I okay. Didn't. I was curious what the crowds looked like for that. There was a decent amount of people at our. I worked at an night. awesome hood GameStop, so we never had like big oh, crowds yeah. for anything. Nobody wanted to gather around our store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess I, I guess midnight launches were kind of fa- being phased out. In yeah. this time. The biggest one I did was Destiny. And then there was maybe one oh, of the yeah. Call of Duties or NBAs was pretty big too. But yeah. by that time, there was a system where you just, like, I remember old school, like, I was just actually telling my uh, partner about this the other day. I was like, something about Skyrim came up. And I was like, this is when GameStop used to make you wait in line and you had to buy it come midnight. Yeah. So yeah. Skyrim came out 11, 11, 11. And I lived up here actually. Um, so if you recall, that night was icing, freezing rain, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were at the Glassboro GameStop, the one in that shopping center. Yeah, and I remember like waiting under that thing by like that Pet Boys with my friend. <laughs> we just sat there like for like two hours after midnight, like to finally get the game, you know. But by this point, like there was a system where you would buy it. And then go wait in line. So come midnight, they would just like you would come in and give grab it. Yeah, they, they give you a, they give you a number, you know I mean? and then they just call in great group number. You could just yeah. go home and come back. I, at I midnight. do have yeah. a bit of nostalgia for yeah. for the. I remember the GTA things. Four launch, waiting out in line. And then, oh, like yeah. speeding home in the rain and almost dying. <laughs> that was worth it yeah. for that game. It's yeah. I I I do remember very specific, like uh, vividly of, of us coming home and opening our Xbox Ones and then having to up. Date them. Yeah, and, and we, we set up a TV yeah. next to your main TV. Yeah. I brought yes. my own TV and then we had two Xboxes <laughs> set up and then we had to update them to get the update to get rid of the online stuff. <laughs> and then we're like, well, let's play um I think played we, Dead Rising, yeah. and then there was a day one update for that, and we're like, let's play Call of Duty, but we stupidly bought... Uh, oh, God, I forgot the, the dual... We bought a dual version of yeah. Call of Duty Ghost that came with the 360 version, and then a code for the Xbox One version, but we had to download the whole game, <laughs> and it was like 60 gigs. Oh, my God, I do remember Which that. took forever. And then, never, and then every bucks? game had a day one patch for the rest of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, my day one uh, Xbox One died. Yes, it did. And I understand that I was, that's very anecdotal. I'm in the minority of people that were affected by that. But yeah. I have fun. My partner's just died recently. It oh, got no a, shit. Green, a green screened, which is when it freezes on the opening menu and never returns. Uh, and it, Wait, it did mine do there. the same yeah. thing? No, I forget. Yours. It just wouldn't turn on, turn on yeah. at all. Uh, and then they sent me, which Microsoft customer service, 
pretty good. They, yeah. But they, they, they sent me uh, another Xbox One, and then it got damaged in shipping. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? This yep. was like this was like <laughs> less than two months after the console was out. They sent me another one, and the box came real fucked up. Thanks. I think it was UPS. Yeah. Yeah. It was UPS or FedEx, and it, the box got really fucked up, and then I had to send the fucked up one back and then get another one. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually I was, I was, I was gaming, but, yep. but yeah, what a time. <laughs> so sales were okay. Bolstered yeah. by the, you know, like you said, there were a lot of people who were like, I had a 360, might as well get an Xbox one. I mean, that's, I mean, that was that's a, why we all bought it. That's what the South Park episode is based off of, yeah. right? That three part, it was like, where are your friends at? Yeah. That like you have to, you kind of had to con- like, Communicate. That is a hundred percent the reason I have one. Yeah, to this day. it's it's, it's like what's everybody getting? Yeah, like crossplay um, was <laughs> not a thing. Not a thing at all. Um, so. But the PlayStation Four was helped by its cheaper price tag. A lot of the confusing messaging surrounding the Xbox One, as well as the rebounding of the PS3 towards the end of its life cycle. Some good-ass exclusives um, started popping off. And that yeah, time. even though it no longer required online, many people still believed that the Xbox One required online DRM, which is why they bought a PS4. I had to explain to people in real life that they yeah. backtracked on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the PS4 outsold the Xbox One. At first, it was a tight race, I think, by the end of 2013, which would have just been the last week of November and then the Christmas holiday season, Xbox One had sold around 3 million units and PS4 had sold around 4 million units. Okay. It's respectable. But as time went on, it kind of snowballed. The PS4 really started to outpace the Xbox One. I mean, I, I talked about this a little bit in the Destiny episode, but that deal was real big for Sony. Because in 2013, I, like or 2014, sorry, I was working at a Best Buy and uh, Sony did a real good job. I'm looking of, at one right now. Yeah, of making it like uh, of of getting those bundles into people's hands and yep. making it feel like Destiny was only yeah. available through them. Yeah. <laughs> Despite uh, well, I, I just cleaned it the other day. It's my roommate's. He uh, he let me borrow it. So the I white one. Horizon. Yeah. And <laughs> great uh, game. Two, first of all, I'm 23 hours in. Incredible. We'll talk about that. All, I was going to say, yeah, you camera. and Austin got to get up about that. <laughs> I fucking, I um, fucking love Horizon. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. We'll, t- we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. But it's 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 the the white PS4 is gorgeous. My brother yeah. had one as well, and his has PT on it. I kept trying to hell yeah. to sell it. Mine online. does too. <laughs> I own two PlayStation 4s with PT on. They them. both have PT. <laughs> yes. Even even the, uh, the I, yeah. I have, one the, of them, I have the limited edition the PlayStation 20. Fifth anniversary one that looks like a PS One and is individually numbered and uh, it has PT. I'm going to go to the I grave holding that console because yeah. of PT. Yeah, I'll never sell. <laughs> I'll honest. never sell my fucking PS Four. <laughs> Play PT forever. Um, which again, future hot button topic. By the way, I fucking know PT. We got to talk about that. Yeah, this but, October. Um, Be on the lookout. In March of 2014, which would have been what five months after the console came out. Yeah. Don Matrix's role was officially. Filled. Now, this would have been almost a full year after Don Matrick left and or was That's fired. That's a while to not fired. have a yeah. head there. Yeah. And who took the seat? Phil Spencer. The who fixer. Was at the time, the fixer, who was at the time <laughs> head of Microsoft Game Studios. Yeah. Shortly thereafter, in June of 2014, Microsoft completely ditched their grand vision for the Kinect, Good began call. selling the Xbox One at $399 without the Kinect sensor included, and was selling the Kinect sensor for $149 it's, it's funny, uh, separately. As laughable as a lot of our experiences with the Kinect have been, 
I do have a special place in my heart. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, like I mean, I like still have mine. I mean, I work, I actually was one of the very I few. Both of them. <laughs> There's two of them at the house. In the <laughs> I was one of the very few people to use the Xbox Fitness Channel. Like that was like a pretty significant Dance tool in, in weight loss at the time. From, from like at the time for me, and then yeah, Dance Central and uh, Fantasia. Fantasia. I liked a, a lot. Yeah, I had fun with D4. Like uh -huh. uh, yeah, like it's it had its moments. But yeah. This helped a little bit, but the Xbox at that point had some catching up to do. Yeah. And unfortunately, those early months really helped the PS4 pick up a lot of steam, especially like waiting that long to ditch the Kinect and, and even out the prices. And man, um, when they when they ditched the Kinect, like a lot of that stuff, <laughs> like they shut down a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A, a significant portion of the um, support. But, but uh, that would not be the end of it. We still have some more Xbox One to cover because the Xbox 360 PS3 generation, those two companies went all out on hardware. They were selling both the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 at a loss, and they were expensive at the time. Yeah. 599 US dollars. Yeah, but they were still being sold at a loss because of the incredible hardware that was in those things. When they made the Xbox One and the PS4, those two consoles were really underpowered. They wanted to sell the console itself for a profit. They didn't want to take a loss on the on the hardware. Yeah. So it worked out for them. They were making a profit, both the Xbox and the PS4, but they were quickly outpaced by the developments in the world of PC gaming. Yeah. And and it shows. I mean, we probably all have stories of trying to play a game on Xbox One and having the frame rate be absolute dog shit. God, look at Control. Like, uh -huh. a, a not even a it was like a year ago. Yeah. Like it, it's yeah. and it's funny because it ruined my experience. Of P it. PC gaming was kind of a joke in the first few years of the 360 and PS3. Yeah. Like but by the time the Xbox One and PS4 came oh, out, absolutely. PC gaming caught up. Because of Microsoft. And it, yeah. Because of fucking Microsoft. Entirely yeah. because of Microsoft. Yeah, they were kind of victims in their own demise. Yeah. That's why it's funny that when people talk shit on Xbox in a group environment, me and you have to be like, hey, You wouldn't have your fucking PC gaming if it wasn't for the Xbox. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everybody out there, PC gamer fucking And now elitists. I'll never go back. <laughs> and now I'll never yeah. buy a console again for the rest of my life. But you at least respect the Xbox as a brand. Yeah. Oh, if I if I had money, I'd buy both of the consoles. I'd buy yeah. PS5 and it. Uh, I still Netflix. am. I try and evenly game on anything, but I... Yeah, I, I, I'll I'd, buy both of them because I'm a dumbass. I know but. most of our friends are kind of strictly <laughs> PCs. The worst, so. part, the worst part is I have a computer that is very good. Oh, it's beef game. And I, I'm going to yeah. buy an Xbox Series X. Oh, me too. And all of those games are going to be on PC, and I'm probably going to play them on my PC. I'm going to play them on my Xbox. I'm just going to own the thing just so I can <laughs> own my, the thing. Actually, I'm probably going to get that ugly-ass fucking PS5 first. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Look like with its popped collar and everything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so gamers started to notice performance issues with these consoles. And so we are in for a mid-generation refresh for I think the first time in history. Now we're yeah. not talking about it got garbled. We're not talking about the slim PS3. We're not talking about the PS1, like you mentioned, the little one. We're yeah. not talking about them remaking the form factor to look smaller. This paper thin. We're PS2s. talking about new hardware. We're talking about more powerful consoles finally coming out. And two names emerged from this. We have rumors spreading. Of these mid-generation refreshes for both the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, which would allow for smoother performance on games and an output of 4K for all these new 4K TVs that everybody's getting. I still don't have um, Two code names <laughs> emerged. Project Neo. 
Keeping for with Sony. Our Matrix line, yeah. And Project Scorpio for the Xbox. Scorpio. And this is, and and the, as we've kind of, like, kind of, we've run through a few times during the story, like, this is at peak, like, of console wars, like, still. Oh, Which, yeah. obviously, like, we've pointed out that that shit is dumb, you know, like, but it can be fun. And sometimes a lot of really good exclusives can get born out of that. But brand favoritism, is silly. Well, yeah. At... E3 2016, Microsoft revealed a smaller Xbox, a quieter Xbox, not the a way Scorpio. more stylistic Xbox yeah. as well. Yeah. Named the Xbox the lower, One the S. The lowercase Xbox. Also. <laughs> uh, which was released shortly thereafter. It was either the day of or a month later or something like that. Uh, but they also revealed that they were working on Project Scorpio. Which yeah, this, was, rum- this was, which was rumored, but they did actually give it a name. Project Scorpio. Or they didn't give it a name. They just called it Project Scorpio. This console would include the most powerful graphics processor to date. But the presentation for it was just simply them interviewing developers and then being like, you're, you're not going to believe what we can do with this thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of buzzwords. Oh, sound familiar? Sound like the fucking Series X. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of buzzwords. It's got a lot of teraflops. We can render better pixels, like all that shit that doesn't actually make any sense if you know anything about how video games or video game hardware are made. Um, but and there was a, there was an interesting thing. Todd Howard came out and said, "We can't wait to show you what Fallout 4 VR looks like on the Scorpio." Huh. Apparently, VR like and Phil Spencer mentioned VR. VR was in, in the plans this, yeah. for, but then you know they've never once they never or... once mentioned it after that. But yeah, this console was set to release the following year in 2017. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and it's funny because the VR thing was another predominantly a PC like that yeah, was there. until PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and it's fine. They were, they were too busy fighting about clients anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> um, side note, the new Xbox One S and later Project Scorpio did not feature the Kinect port. Yes! I found uh, that out. An adapter was sold to allow the Kinect to work through the USB port. <laughs> you can't get anymore, yeah. But nobody bought them, and both it and the Kinect itself were discontinued in late 2017. Yes. And right I, after Project I, I referenced this earlier, but they shut down some of their supported channels. Mm-hmm. I, I, does the console at a baseline still support voice and like yes. motion stuff? Motion, no. Voice, yes. Okay. Because it has Cortana. <laughs> Um, right, right. The rogue AI that uh, yeah, is gonna we'll kill constantly it. pop up on the middle of raids and yeah. fucking destiny. <laughs> yeah, the thing I, I the thing I deactivate on my PC. Or whatever. Well, you know that's why they had to make. Oh god, this is gonna be the nerdiest fucking Halo drip I've ever made. <laughs> that's excited. why. The, that's why they had to make the Xbox Series X because AI goes rampant after seven years. <laughs> All right, that's it, everybody. This episode. <laughs> Uh, I'm uh, such a fucking loser. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, I think a lot of uh, third parties now make this adapter in a way that they're yeah, obtainable again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the adapter's called the Composer. Right? I mean, is that the bad guy for I mean, the stupid the, game? The, the, the thing is, you needed the adapter to connect uh, a connect to your PC. And yeah. there are still engineers and people doing stuff with yeah, that. Yeah, will... people doing surgery and hunting ghosts. Yeah, um, exactly. Guarding embassies. So <laughs> I think that was something that they, God damn it. they used them for. But, you know, 
it's E3, which means Sony is one day after Microsoft, as usually is the case. Yeah. So people are like, well, let's wait and see what Sony's response is. But of course, back in 2017, Sony didn't want to show any hardware shit at their E3 conference. E3 was all about games. This was one of those years. This was the year where they revealed God of War and Days Gone, where it was just like, remember they had like dead bodies hanging right, from the fucking oh my ceiling, God. and they're yeah. just like they had a live orchestra. And we're like, you get, we get it. Yeah, got a lot of money. Fucking calm down. Hey, they're real big into the pageantry. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, not anymore because. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but there was no Project Neo to be found at E3, so Scorpio didn't, isn't coming out. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Giant Bomb also leak? Did Austin Walker was the one who leaked the PS4 Pro? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So that was so leaked. People were expecting it. I mean, like, people were expecting knew it. it was coming. We knew Project Neo was coming. And the PS4 Pro name was leaked, but in September, I believe September 10th of 2016, they held a separate event in New York, and the console was revealed to finally be called the PlayStation 4 Pro. It was revealed alongside their own PS4 Slim. Right, when they redesigned that. quieter and didn't blah, blah, blah. look as much like Except an eraser. no Sony console ever made ever has ever been quiet because it's they true. don't know how to cool Dude, computers. La- like Chris was talking about booting up Overwatch on his Xbox One when me and Chelsea were playing Last of Us 2. I thought that thing was going to like... I played Last of Us. I literally had to put headphones on him. Oh my God. Because it and was you have, so and fucking you have a pro. Like, I'm yeah. playing on a bass. Uh-huh. Yeah. I th- I first I had to put a fan on this PS4 to play Horizon <laughs> because it was getting warm. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it can it can heat your hot chocolate. I swear to God, if that fucking popped collar thing doesn't help the cooling, it better. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, because the whole the reason it has a pop collar thing is the whole thing is a vent now. Wait, really? Yeah. I thought that was just some weird aesthetic. No choice. So, PlayStation 4 Pro, the new system would have an updated GPU, a boosted clock rate for the CPU, and an upgraded HDMI port with an output of 4K. I won't get into the tech of it too much, but it was an overclocked PS4. In the same way that a Wii was an overclocked GameCube. GameCube. It's better because, theoretically, the components are now being made. They can run cooler and they can cool the thing easier. But again, PS4 Pro and PS4 both sound like jet engines about to take off. <laughs> I didn't know that about the Wii U. That's pretty cool. Not the Wii U, sorry, the Wii. The Wii was an oh, overclocked okay. GameCube. Yeah. The, the Wii was the Wii, the Wii, Wii U was in there. Why did they call the Wii U the Wii Dumb or the Game Dumb? <laughs> sorry, because it's shaped like what it is. Yeah. I was just saying the Wii U wasn't that much more powerful than a... Oh, it was way more powerful than a Wii. It no, was but, just, it, it, was but about... it wasn't more powerful than a, that much more powerful than a 360 or... No. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, PS4 Pro was released a few months later on November 10th, 2016. The smaller PS4 would have the price tag of 299, as I didn't I didn't mention this before, but so did the Xbox One S was 299. Okay. Yeah. Um so they had price drops for these two consoles. The Pro would cost 399 like the old PS4 did, but this time we got mixed messaging on Sony's part. Yeah. What the fuck is the PS4 Pro? Why do I need it? Some gamers bought it and didn't have 4K TV and saw little to no benefit out of it yeah. at all because a lot of games for that thing weren't made with the PS4 in mind. It had like this boost mode that would let you play old games faster, but it never fucking worked. No. And it literally says on screen, they're like, hey, we don't test any of this shit. So just so you know, it might break everything. <laughs> it was like, I think like Tomb Raider Anniversary was like one of the only games at the time to that you could like flip between performance and yeah, resolution. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... 
what happens when one company is guilty of mixed messaging, the other one goes for the throat. Yeah. Here we have a quote from Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer was asked a lot about the PS4 Pro and the Project Scorpio, and he revealed that the Xbox One S also has an overclocked CPU and GPU, stating that the advantages the Scorpio would provide would be obvious. <laughs> with a GPU of more than double the power of the overclocked PS4 Pro, and he even went as far as to say that the PS4 Pro is not a competitor to the Project Scorpio, it is Ooh. a competitor to the Xbox One S. I mean... He's not totally wrong. He is, because the Xbox One was weaker than the PS4. That's true, but also, you know what the Xbox One S could do? Play 4K Blu-rays. The PS4 Pro couldn't even do that. Yeah, and Blu-rays are made by Sony. What a dumb (laughs) fucking company. It's it's so Uh, weird. um, Yeah, you're right. A lot of people bought Xbox One S's because it was a 4K Blu-ray player. Similarly yeah. to how, like, PS5, the PS3. I bought this, I can snap my 4K Blu-ray DVDs <laughs> while watching the Oscars. Uh, I didn't put it in here, but the snap feature was long gone at this point. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But yeah, like, no, people bought PS3s for Blu-ray players, and to get a 4K player, mm-hmm. Xbox One S was a, a much more, like, As, and, and also, valuable proposition. In the age of, I will say this, side note, in the age of eSports being a thing, mm-hmm. a lot of people... A lot of fighting game people, especially, play their consoles on monitors because of higher frame rates and Refresh pixel response time. Okay. The PS4 Pro is only capable of 60 frames per second and is only capable of 4K or 1080p. But not at the same time. Xbox One is basically a PC. It is capable of like a million different resolutions and it is capable, it is technically capable of 144 hertz. Which is Through good. That monitor. resolution oh, thing okay. has helped me out yeah. before on weird ass TV. Yeah, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, it like the Xbox One has a a lot of weird Xbox One S specifically, I should say, has a lot of support for very weird configurations that like Sony just doesn't take Which into account. Which is funny because that was a that was like a big thing in the PS3. Uh-huh. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. So. While people saw little to no benefit out of their PS4 Pros, yeah, I wanted uh, one. I never Microsoft got one. <laughs> used that to continue to hype up the Scorpio until E2 2017, when it was officially unveiled, not as Project Scorpio this time, but as the Xbox One X. The console would feature an 8-core SoC, or system on a chip, which provided a 31% boost to CPU power, which was way higher than the PS4 Pros, and a huge boost to GPU power from 1.4 teraflops <laughs> all the way up to 6 teraflops. This is where teraflops became like yeah. the hot word. Also, yeah. terif- you know, teraflops are kind of meaningless, but it, it does kind of give you an indicator. So like 1.4 teraflops for Xbox One S, we got one point, I think it's like 1.9 or 8 for PS4. PS4 Pro was like 2.5 and the Xbox One X was 6. So you got one you, number way bigger than the other number. For yeah, people, yeah, so that's it's always a good thing. Yeah. Uh, the system would also feature 12 gigabytes of GDDR5 memory, and the whole thing Ooh. would be vapor-cooled <sighs> using a liquid-cooling vapor chamber to allow for near-silent operation. This time, that thing is not Whoa. near-silent. It is fucking silent. It is. It's the quietest console it is, I've ever had. It is the quietest, yeah. smallest console out of any of this generation, and it is a technical fucking marvel. Yeah. Like, if that was what the Xbox One was when it first Initially, came out, yeah. holy shit. The oh Xbox One X is, is an incredible piece of technology. Well, that's why technology. I said, like, I, I did invest in an Xbox One X because that felt significant to yeah. me. And I never, uh, I never and as, and as example, got a PS4 Pro, like, because it just didn't, as shown it didn't from jump our, out. As, as shown from all of our experiences with Control, 
It helped. <laughs> yeah. Because Control oh was near unplayable on the original Xbox One and the PS4 and kind of the PS4 Pro, I, but I, it, it worked on I the think Xbox I, One X. I remember the first game I think I played on my Xbox One X, I was halfway through Wolfenstein 2, New Colossus, yeah. and then I got an X and then played through the rest of the game on that, and it is... First game I played on my Xbox One X was Assassin's Creed noticeable. Origins. And okay. Then, and then Titanfall 2. I went. Oh, Titanfall 2 is another one. I Because Titanfall 2 is maybe. Titanfall this... 2 is true 4K, yes. which is like incredible for yeah. a game from this generation. Because uh, that was 2016. And mm-hmm. I remember it was like I went back and ended up playing through like most of that campaign again on an uh-huh. X because I was like, man, this looks good. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this cooling also allowed the Xbox One X, like I said, to be the smallest Xbox yet. It is a. It is. It's dense. It is dense and heavy, but it is tiny. <laughs> yeah. And actually silent. That yeah. thing does not make any fucking and, uh, noise. I don't know if you have it in here. It launched at the same price, which I probably shouldn't have spent at the time. But yes. Again, yeah. the Xbox One X was officially launched on November seventh, twenty seventeen, at a price of four ninety nine. Yeah. Which now you can finance it, which is killer. I wish it's it, also way cheaper now, I think. Yeah. Um, but well, now they don't make it anymore. Yeah. Now it is. <laughs> Maybe it'll go up again. It has been discontinued. Yeah. Because a lot of rumors, which is very cool. A lot of people think that the um, oh we the, can get to it, but the, the all digital the series X and this might be announced by the time, again by the time this podcast comes out. But the Xbox One X was specifically discontinued because. Rather than trying to keep the Xbox One X around, which was based on the old architecture yeah, of the Xbox in the family, One, they just—they're basically the Series X is the new Xbox. The Series S is supposedly a remade version of the Xbox One X that runs on the architecture of the Series X instead of the architecture of the Xbox One. Okay, but it's supposedly oh, okay. going to be cool. It's supposedly going to be two hundred fifty dollars. Right. I, oh, I mean, I think which I, is like. I think Wild. a, lo- a, lo- talking. a yeah. lot of a lo- what a lot of people are guessing is that the digital one is also being discontinued. The sad, no, as people call it, it's the not. Xbox One S will still exist. No, I'm talking about the all digital. I don't think that's discontinued. No, no, maybe I, I, I don't thought know. It might be. Yeah, I've seen, be- but I've I, seen them. But it's it, well, no, they're still out there in the wild. They're not being produced anymore. They might not. But but I think a lot of uh, the at this point we're all assuming that. They're going to price drop the S, and then whatever Scarlet ends up being, the Series S will be the middle tier, and then your well, high Scar- tier. Will Scarlet be. is the X. Oh, sorry. Lockhart. Lockhart. Is the, is Project the X. Lockhart. Yes. Sorry. But yeah, the, it's going to be like $150 or maybe even $100 for an Xbox One S. That'd be wild. 250 for Lockhart. Yeah. And five hundred for Scarlet or the Series S and Series X. And that's then, reasonable. And like compare that to the fact that like the PS five digital only thing might be four hundred and five hundred. Like mm-hmm. if you're like, hey, it's an Xbox One X, but it's faster and it'll I mean, and it'll run every game that we make. Yeah. For two fifty? Yeah. I mean, you have it in here you know, about cool. how like they had a chip on her shoulder about being the most powerful console on the market. Oh, and, hell yeah. And when they reclaim that spot again with the X, I don't think they're willing to give it up again, mm-hmm. like ever. So, you know, cause, I mean, they had that where they started with the original Xbox. So like, you know, and they kind of lost that in the well, that was, in the 360 and Xbox One I don't want to say that's entirely Phil Spencer because there's a lot of very hardworking people at Xbox who do a very good job. But I think that based on Phil Spencer's philosophy when he took over, which is what I was talking about with leadership, yeah. Uh, them doing a good job because he doesn't sit there 
he talks to all his teams when he markets anything. He is not necessarily a leader. He lets other people make the decisions that matter, mm-hmm. but he he figures out a way to convey it to the consumer and he's very consumer focused person yeah and like yeah his whole philosophy with all of this was just like that was really dumb of them to make the xbox one an entertainment console we're gonna make it a games console and we're gonna make it the best fucking games console we possibly can i mean if if all the specifications for the new consoles are correct then it will seem that the series x will continue to be uh-huh the most oh absolutely fucking like it's a little fuzzy hardcore but, um, machine out there, but yeah so. the series x is from what i've seen another technical marvel uh, that team knows what the fuck they're doing but while we talk about the power of consoles, let's get into Microsoft's switch of philosophy. Yeah, this is fascinating. Um, because I think. this yeah. is this is going to define this generation, and it's going to be very weird for the people who like to have these console wars. Because <laughs> you know who doesn't like the console wars? Fucking Phil Spencer. Um, yes. Because in 2016... He's been very open about that in interviews before. In 2016, Microsoft announced that all of their titles would be available not only on Xbox, but also on PC through a program called Xbox Play Anywhere. Not only are they available on PC, but any titles purchased on Xbox would also be available for free to those users on Windows 10 PCs at no additional charge. A lot of cross-buy, a lot of cross-save. Yeah, and this program would apply to all first-party Xbox titles, and you can buy one copy of Gears of War 4 and play it co-op with somebody. Like I did. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Me and my roommate, Chris, we played through all of Gears 4 co-op. You on PC. On my on one Xbox, copy, yeah. with me on my PC in the corner, one corner of the room, and him on my Xbox in the other <laughs> corner of the room. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very consumer-friendly. Yeah, like it's it, crazy. Yeah. And also, in February of 2017, before the Xbox One X reveal, Microsoft had also announced Xbox Game Pass, a subscription service the, the that gave users thing that's come to uh, games a now. slew of titles to play for one monthly fee. After the Xbox One X came out in January of 2018, Microsoft then announced that all first-party titles made by Microsoft Game Studios would be available day and date to all Xbox Game Pass subscribers. And this includes all of the the what's being worked on by the studios that they acquired? Mm-hmm. Like this whole initiative to just get people into that ecosystem? Yeah. yeah. And the ultimate goal being that these games would not be defined by where you wanted to play them, but what you wanted to play. At E3 2018, they then announced Project xCloud, their answer to Google Stadia, allowing users to stream their games from the cloud to their smartphones and tablets using a connected Xbox One controller. We were messing around with that at your house. Yeah. You had that beta, and I was yeah. messing around with it on my phone. It, a couple of them ran pretty good. Uh, yeah. This allows users to take their games really sticking it to stadium. anywhere that has an Xbox internet connection and transfer saves back and forth. So you can play on xCloud, and then if you're home, you can play it on your PC or your console. Yeah. You know? And in April of 2019, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate was announced, which bundled Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass under one $15 monthly fee. Smart. Later that year at E3, Xbox Game Pass PC was announced, which allows the same benefits to anybody who doesn't own an Xbox and is playing on PC. And this was also included in the $15 a month. And wasn't like xCloud was rolled into this as well. Like xCloud is not rolled into this yet, but it was announced last month as of this recording okay. that xCloud would be a part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. And it will be coming out 
Game it, Pass it's coming is, out in September. It's very Netflix, like in that they're mm-hmm. producing stuff that launches day and date on it, and they're getting old stuff, old yeah. stuff, and rotating them in and out. But like it, and getting exclusive, like Carry On recently yeah. came out, and yeah. that was day and date available on oh, Game Pass. I played Pass. that That's, on my. Uh, yeah, I played that on PC totally. for Game Pass. It's really I mean, fucking good. They're they're yeah. they're literally publishing games for Switch and PlayStation Four. Like Cuphead is now yeah. like I'm in a PS4. It's so cool yeah. too because you like, get achievements yeah. on your Switch playing Minecraft now. Yeah. Like it's it's, it's wild. It's fucking it's yeah. amazing because like, like Xbox. I've recently been playing a, a decent more than I ever expected amount of Microsoft Flight Simulator, the new one. Oh right, and like that's a game I never in a million years Flying would have, would have bought. Right? Yeah. I, I saw that. Me. <laughs> yeah. They're flying a plane into somebody's house on simulator. Yeah, I did that. I was on Discord streaming I saw it to the people. Picture. Yeah, and I, I crashed it into Randy's house. Um, but um, yeah, same with like Forza. Like I'm over racing games, but for, the Forza games are good, and like I'll like pop it in and play it. I don't like survival games, but that Grounded came out and I tried it, and it's yeah. like it's neat. You know, it's like yeah, it is neat having that. That option. Having that that access to any game that they put out is really cool. It's like Netflix where it's like, I might not watch a TV show if you tell me I have to watch it at a specific time or I have to pay for it, but if it's on Netflix, I'll fucking, I'll try it. And and that works so much better for games because like, you just can't convey like how much you'll like a game in a trailer the same way totally. you can a TV show. So like yeah. being able to try whatever Nor you want. Nor justify paying $65, $60 for it. Exactly. You know, it's much better to be totally. like, what if you oh, just... I'm paying a $15 subscription. I can try this out. And they yeah. and they, they download quick. Like they've got good servers. And you don't have this in here, but I think that Microsoft's change in philosophy Things like crossplay are a direct result of that. Oh, kind absolutely! Of thinking. Yeah, you can play any game that's on Game Pass. You can play it cross console with Xbox people. Yeah, some of those games you can play cross console with other consoles. Yeah, with PC uh, now, with some Switch Steam. and PS4 stuff. Yeah, you know, I have my I have uh, Master Chief Collection. Been playing it with people that yeah. have it on Steam. You know, it's, fucking Warzone is seamless. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and also we should mention too that in addition to this, I don't have a date written here, but sometime in 2019, was that 2020? Microsoft did put every game they release also on Steam for those people that wow, are really? picky and want yeah okay. every game that Microsoft releases from here on out will also come out on Steam. So did EA, well. but that's just because they were failing. With well, yeah, their that's because fucking... Origin sucks ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, where does that leave the future of Xbox? Well, like I said, hopefully those of you listening when this ex- when this episode comes out know more about the future of Xbox than we currently do. <laughs> hey, we covered the mini fridge August. reveal on our show. It's true, we did. Oh, yeah, our Game Awards um, episodes. And like you said, Xbox Series X was announced at the Game Awards on December 12th, 2019. My birthday. Yeah. And with any luck and a little planning, this episode should be releasing around the launch of that console like i've said a couple times yeah we'll see yeah <laughs> no well, i'm kidding uh, i don't think that console is going to get delayed no i don't think either of them are who the point. fuck knows uh, <laughs> what a wild year it's been ladies <laughs> yeah, and gentlemen yeah we can all wake up tomorrow and then uh, yeah this episode is being recorded before we have a release date official release date before we have a price we now know that halo infinite has been delayed <laughs> yeah. and we don't fucking know what else is coming out for this thing open, yeah. but here's an interesting thing as I was writing the script, this is days before we're recording this. Okay. Uh, this is a sentence 
that I never, that only 2020 can deliver, that I never thought in my life that I would say. Former hot button character Gary Whitta, writer of Prey and Book of Eli, had Phil Spencer <laughs> on his talk show that he hosts through Animal Crossing New Horizons. This is what? And Phil Spencer said the following. What is the salad that is coming? <laughs> Phil Spencer said the following. Word. Um, how many consoles do I sell versus how many consoles does another company like Sony or Nintendo sell? That's not our approach. If that was our approach, we wouldn't be putting our games on PC. It's true. We wouldn't put our games on Xbox One in addition to Series X. We wouldn't do xCloud, and we wouldn't allow people to play games on their phones. We want you to be able to use Game Pass across any screen you want to play on. Oh, yeah. They'd bring it to PS4 if they could. And that would be our long-term goal. It's not about playing on any one individual screen. How many players are playing? How many games are they playing? Are they enjoying those games that they're playing? And how many friends are they playing with? That's our approach for Xbox, and it's all about getting people on board. Yeah. Which is what I say when I say... I mean, that's the thing. Phil th- Spencer just loves games. He does. Like, that's... And this, this console about, generation... Sony stuff and Nintendo stuff all the time. Like this he, console generation is going to be fucking weird, because <laughs> yeah. you're going to have your PS4... Fan, like, they're already out there, as of this recording, shitting on the Xbox and being like, eh, PS4 all the way, but, like, you know who doesn't care? The head of Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Like... Yeah. He's just like, fuck yeah, PS5's cool. And you're like, wait, no, you're supposed to be mad at me. Like, yeah. I don't like your console. Yeah, he's, he's like, I don't care. Yeah, dude, he's whatever. like, hey, if you buy a Series X, cool. If you don't, that's cool too. Yeah. But you should play video games. He's like, like you have yeah. an Xbox One? Yeah. yeah, play on that. We don't care. You have a PC? Play on that. Which you is, know, as it, long as you play our games, you enjoy yourself. And it's, it's like, wait, it, no, you're supposed to be mad. What's yeah, happening? Yeah. yeah it <laughs> and it's funny because Sony's has taken a completely different approach because they're all about generational gaps. Like They're th- all about generational gaps. They, they talk shit They're all about exclusives. They talk shit on them themselves yeah. like they literally like they're like hey what do you what are you gonna do about the question of, of people wanting to revisit stuff on ps1 and ps2 or whatever and he's like no those are old games that's stupid it's like <laughs> you're like wait what they're like yeah he they're like no the ps5 is a is the ps5 it is a new console mm-hmm. and, and like it you know, there, there's a lot of things up in the air about backwards compatibility or whatever but like when they have their um uh what are they called not not directs showcase uh, state of play state of play when they do their state of play things they are they want you to buy their new console based on the ex like the exclusive things yeah, that you're very old-fashioned if yeah. you kind of yeah. look at it to be honest but here's the, the the issue is that they've been successful with that oh it's totally like they f- they've followed the same path that nintendo was following 30 40 years ago and they're still being successful with it into the modern age because they're a modern technology company like they don't just make games yeah so they can afford the advantage but but they kind of follow that traditional technological trend and they stick to it build this thing build the next better thing, build the next better thing. I mean, you're, and you're, that's why this Xbox philosophy is absolutely fucking brilliant. It subverts that. I mean, you're com- you're completely right, <laughs> and it's like I didn't mean it to be a, a total slight against Sony because there is a lot of excitement in. Well, like, no, I'm saying it is yeah. a slight. I, well, I, guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee you, if you were to, you know, in the coming years. There are going to be a lot of articles about how much better Sony is doing. And there are a lot of articles now. I mean, you know, we're nearing the end of this generation, and I think PS4 has officially outsold Xbox One about two to one. I think we're at like 90 to 50 million or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's getting close the, to some of the, the most Switch, successful platforms of all the time. The Switch has also outsold the Xbox One. But you yeah. know who doesn't care? Phil Spencer. Yeah. I'm sure the people who make money off it care. But like, <laughs> you're going to have a lot of like, you're going to have direct sales comparisons between the Xbox Series X and the PS5, and the PS5, I guarantee you, will do better. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a that's Sony's thing, right? They're yeah. like, you need a PS5 for PS5 games. That's but it's their... a question of it's yeah, a question of how they're still going to be playing on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> it's a question of how these companies define success, and like, yeah, I think Phil Spencer and, and Xbox as a whole are getting out there and they're being like, we don't really care, yeah. what you're playing on. We just want you to play our games. I mean, that's the thing. It's like. Like the one thing that like is is tough to for them to fight back against is that Sony's real good at exclusives. Like they uh-huh. they they deliver a lot of a very high production value single player experiences that you can't get anywhere else. But, but that's why Sony's not. But they're it's not that gonna, forward, it's not super forward thinking. They're not going like, to do a Game Pass because they spend so much developing right. Last of Us and stuff yeah. like that. They're never yeah. gonna. They're never going to offer it subscription-based, so... And on top of that, what do you think about that very, like, strict fucking exclusive title situation? It, it kind of benefit Not benefits, but, like, serious people who are really into gaming are going to end up picking up those consoles or finding a way to play those games eventually. So that's why right. you probably get 110 million sales of PS4s. Because nowadays, like, I thought about, oh, if my roommate didn't have a PS4 for me to play Horizon, I would have went out and bought one. So it's like that adds to their sales now here yeah, how many years later Horizon, because I want to play that. Uh, Horizon's also on PC now. Just recently. Apparently, is, that, but apparently that PC version. though because it's brand new. And apparently that PC version isn't great, but it's like Death Stranding just but 505 is, just put that is, out on this PC. This is the thing that, like, that Sony is slowly realizing that Microsoft might be right because it's like having your games available everywhere. Yeah, Yeah. because like you think about like absolutely you think about it from Microsoft's perspective, who is totally and the console software. They're a software and services company. Yeah, and Sony is a hardware company. Sony is like we sell eight we sell eight million PS fives and we put out a PS five game. It can sell eight million copies. And Microsoft's like we sell eight million Xbox Series Xs. We've already sold 50 million Xbox Ones, and there are God knows how many PCs well, out there. Yeah. We've sold hundreds, hundreds of millions of copies of Windows 10. Yeah, like and and we put out a new game. You know how many potential people can play that game? Yeah. Millions, hundreds, and, and, of millions. and apparently they work out good deals with publishers and developers for their Game Pass stuff. Um, what was very interesting to me was how Microsoft was like, "Hey, your Xbox One controllers currently will work with Series X uh, and That's PC really cool. and all that stuff." I didn't know that. And then Sony was, they were like, "You need a PS5 controller to play PS5 games." Like they're like you cannot oh, no. use a DualShock. Yeah, Sony's 4. thing is like, you can use a DualShock. You can connect a DualShock Four to a PS5, but you can only use it to play backwards compatible PS4 games. Yeah. You can't use PS4 <laughs> controllers with the PS5 so games. It's like, I, I do think the PS5 is going to... Which is a very Nintendo it's thing. It's a very Nintendo thing to do. And I, and I think that the PS5 yeah. is going to do super well. Mm-hmm. But I don't think PlayStation Plus is going to be... It, it's not gonna. It's never gonna hold a candle to what Microsoft is doing with well, Game no, that's, Pass. That's and the thing. Like Xbox Live Gold and PlayStation and Plus stuff. are still required for online, online gaming play, and this yeah. new thing. But then also Microsoft's like, hey, you can't afford Xbox Live Gold. You know, play it on PC. Multiplayer's free there. Also, yeah. if you do subscribe to it, you get an entire library of games to try out in addition to your subscription and like xCloud. Yeah, yeah, like that. I don't know. That stuff is. So I, th- I think it's like. I think Phil Spencer's right in it could take a year, three years, five years for them to kind of take that position again of, you know, where they used but to be. But game, game, uh, but a system designed for but people to the play. output of games as has many to be people there play too. games yeah. as possible. That's a step in the right direction. It's yeah. a step in the right direction for consumers. That's the thing. <laughs> for them. Everybody hates Microsoft right now because of this Halo Infinite delay and because of their worse pr- presentation than. 
than Sony, but Sony's yeah. thing is very business focused and Microsoft's almost seems like they're hiding something because it is so consumer friendly. Yeah, they're like you, they're like, you know, they're like there's something you're not telling us. Yeah, if they're like yeah. Xbox One uh, uh, Xbox Series X is going to cost $700. Nobody's going to be like, "Oh shit," cuz you're like doesn't matter. Any game that comes out on it you can already play on the console you own or your PC and everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, okay." If Sony comes out yeah. and they're like or, or the they're PS5 like is $800, everybody's going to be like, "What the fuck?" Dude? Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. If you're a Game Pass Ultimate user, they're just like using your processing power for like missiles or something, probably. That's why they're fucking <laughs> spreading Whatever, it all over dude. The place. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes. And and I'm saying this like as somebody who is more excited to play a PlayStation 5 at launch than a, a Series X, but Obviously, I I love video games, so I want both. But, but that's the whole point, right? But like, they, but that's the thing; they're not trying to be. They're not trying to gate that. Sony's whole to people thing like is me when I get a PS5, not financially have the means. When I get a PS5 and plug it in, it's going to be a whole new experience. Yeah, right. It's going to be a new dashboard. There's going to be new games for it. If I get an Xbox Series X and I plug it in, it's going to have the same dashboard and use the exact they gotta same. They got to fix that fucking shit. Well, yeah. Oh, we, God, we, didn't co- we didn't cover it on, on this <laughs> for this episode yet, but like, man, that laggy fucking I think piece the, yeah, of crap. I think, the new, to, I think the new one will be fine. It's got to get retired. But, but the, the experience will be the same across all platforms because they don't want right. anybody to have a worse experience than anybody else, regardless of how much money you can spend. And that is so. What you're saying is they're applying the unity idea, but sure. But that's like an admirable the... fuck. Yeah, they're they're the real they're real Democrats of the of the games <laughs> industry. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no. I was making a jab at how the the initial pitch of for uh, the I Xbox One. I just realized I can make that joke, but when this episode comes out, we'll know who the president is. All right, let's get in hot in my room. <laughs> yeah, in this fucking episode. All right, yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, that's that's future of Xbox, and that's the series of the. Uh, that's the. <laughs> God fucking damn it. There's so many S words. Uh, and X words. That's the story of the Xbox One. The XXX box. Remember that? Uh, this, uh, they should make a Series E so that it'll say sex. <laughs> Wait. Before anybody else makes that fucking joke. I never I heard it. that joke before. Really? You, then you haven't talked to my roommate, Matt. I'm going to go upstairs and hit him. He's, I don't think he's here. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, they called the digital one the sad. Yeah, I am sad because of the politics. We only we got through this entire story by only saying Xbone once, twice. Yeah, my audio files named Xbone, so <laughs> that's gotta yeah. count for something. All right, sorry, <laughs> put, but put yeah, up another, some cl- another classic hot button ending of petering out. <laughs> yeah, <just laughs> really good hangnail way that we. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening while you play your PlayStation Five. Um, <laughs> And if you want to um, check out our other two Xbox-focused yes. episodes, they're fucking great. If you haven't great. heard them, yeah. they're better than this one. They'll lead you all the way uh, here. Because we are getting worse as time goes on. I like this at episode. <laughs> yeah, no, remember we this did. is a good one. Yeah. I do think that... Because we remember it so clearly. I do think like, that the, the 360 episode might be my favorite episode I've ever hosted. It's a good one. Personally. It's, it's very good. It's one of my favorite Hot Button episodes. Yeah. So it'll get, it gets my favorite recommendation. Uh, See, yes, I, I love those that episode. Are, those are two phenomenal episodes, if I do say so myself. I love the, that episode, too, but I, I it, there's not enough failure in it for me. The original Xbox has uh, lions and the rock. It does. That's you why were, you, were, you were part of the recording. What do you mean? <laughs> nah. Fuck off. Well, yeah. Got you, fucking <laughs> Thanks for Got listening. You. Hopefully the world is still in one piece where you are in the future of November of 2020. 
Yeah, man, it's weird doing an episode this far ahead. We're going to have uh, our up. I don't even know what to promote because I don't know what's going to be around. It'll be around November. That'll be our two year anniversary. So that'll be cool. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do, probably do another we recap. Either, we yeah. either have a recap episode up or we'll have one soon. I'll um, have my uh, spooky October. We got our spooky October episodes yeah. if you miss those. That'll be fun. And yeah. Check out the rest of our episodes. You can find everything that we've recommended and more at our website, hotbuttoncast.com. You can also find them on all the podcast services, which apparently includes Pandora now. Podbean was telling me that oh, Pandora really? does podcasts now, but right. whatever. I don't know if it like randomly shuffles podcasts at you because that would be weird. But um, but yeah, you can find all our feeds, Google Podcasts, Amazon has podcasts now, iTunes, Spotify. Really? Right. Yes. Audible also has podcasts. Oh, they're owned by Amazon, so sure. <laughs> but yeah, you can also find us on socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Hot Button Cast. You can check there for updates. Uh, Chris was saying he might post pictures of his fully fully Xbox on it's Instagram, so, so keep an eye out for that. Look up, uh, look up the boot up sound for the Series X too. It's pretty, it's pretty rad. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I like it. I'm all about, this, yeah. I'm all about those boot up sounds. Nothing can beat the PS1 and PS2, but I don't know. I like the tuning orchestra on the PS3 too. That's not bad. Yeah, Sony's good at that. But yeah, thanks for listening. And tune in for more. I have no fucking idea what episodes we're going to have coming up by the time this comes out. But yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.